Hello everyone, Loremaster Sotek here, back with Great Book of Grudges, my lovely co-host Nathan, and it's that time. It is time for <laughs> Lorebeards. Great to see you all. Hope you all had a great week. Hope you all uh, are staying cool in this heat. If you're uh, with those of us who have been suffering through those hot temperatures lately, um, or you're doing well, whatever your challenges and such may be wherever you are in the world. In any event, it's time for us to talk about all sorts of Warhammer goodness. So uh, before we get into that, Nathan, how are you doing? How's your week been? Good, good. Uh, Non-stop uh, news has been dropping left, right, and center, as you're aware. So it's been, um... <laughs> it's been busy. It's been really, really busy. Mm -hmm. But yep. yeah, I can't, can't complain. Just wish the summer would fuck off. How are you? Uh, much in the same boat. Um, the the kind of the kind of endless barrage of uh, total war news has been has been both a blessing and a curse. But you know, <laughs> we we roll with it as things happen, and uh, I'm really really enjoying a lot of stuff that we're seeing. We're starting to get into a lot of the really nitty gritty announcements and a lot of really exciting stuff, which is uh pretty awesome. I am really really happy to just be seeing a lot of that information coming out and seeing how people react to it and what they like and don't like about it and all that jazz but um overall doing all right can't complain too much yeah i mean uh it would be nice if we uh <laughs> had prior knowledge about certain things dropping <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was it, the Friday, which we'll talk about that little teaser later on, but like, uh, I was already at the door. I was uh, near uh, this place called Ocean Village, which is where all the pubs and restaurants are. Mm. I get like 50 million DMs. I'm like, oh God, I gotta go back home, don't I? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been kind of, uh, it's been kind of relentless. Um, but also like, just... <laughs> <laughs> it's not like super predictable it's just gonna like now, now i think that we've got a pace of like okay reveals will be up for the new chaos characters will be on tuesday there's gonna be a teaser on friday um at least for the foreseeable future but like good god um the the yeah a lot of it's just kind of like surprise here it is and you're just like oh oh all right <laughs> here we go um all right so Let's go ahead and hop into Tale of Two Gamers goodness. We've got uh, not too many, but a couple of minis to look at that people have sent in. So we can get those up on the screen and check those out. Let me just refresh. Yep. Make sure you've got it pulled up to most recent. All right. So first up, we've got from Plant Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Oh, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> Trying still because. Uh the screen orientation uh mm. yeah okay i'm good all right first up we've got from plant-based human he's got haggock the gut ripper boss for the cruel boys i really really like the cruel boys models yeah they're super cool quickly learning i should paint before assembling well yeah it you know it's funny um you say that plant-based human it, it's kind of an interesting debate among people that paint what like oh. how exactly they want to paint or versus like oh do i do i paint my mini when they're in bits do i paint them after they're fully assembled um 
generally I know in my experience, I kind of try to take a look at the mini beforehand yeah. and get an idea of like, am I able to reach everything when I mm. assemble this mini? And if the answer is no, then the parts that I can't reach are the parts that I will focus on um, um, painting beforehand. But I will say that generally speaking, um, a lot of the time you it's better to paint after you've assembled the mini because many of the glues that we rely on, especially the ones that actually like, fuse the plastic together, don't work very well if there's like primer and paint on the mini. Uh, yeah. It has to be just like the bare plastic. Uh, however, you know, if, if you're wanting to like really, really be able to get to all the details, then uh, it can be worth it to just use like regular super glue um, to put together the model. Like when I assembled my black coach, the black coach, I definitely did not paint as uh, after I fully assembled it. I painted it in like pieces and then after it was fully painted, kind of put it all together. Uh, but it, I, I find it just kind of depends on the mini. Yeah, I do a lot of sub-assemblings myself, but that's when I'm doing stuff like Space Marines. Because uh, some of the weapons are just really bulky and it just covers the Aquila and all that. So it really depends. Um, but I totally get it. Especially with those ones which are like 50 million pieces, that can also be a bit of an issue. I noticed it a lot with... Um, uh, well, the Mimidesh is way too many pieces, so it's just like bleh. So sub-assemblies work, sub-assemblies don't work. It depends on what you paint. Um, I don't know. I do know that there's, there's like like you said, it's, it's, a, it's a hot topic. A lot of people argue about it a lot, and way too much for yeah. that matter. Yeah, just, yeah whatever, whatever makes you comfortable is all that really matters. Um, yeah. But, uh, I do like this mini, though. It's fucking cool. Yeah, it is a cool mini uh and uh you know paint jobs coming along nicely uh definitely uh if you haven't already i what i would say looking at this is overall it's looking really good i would probably recommend uh thinning your paints a bit more so like getting a little more water on your brush or in the particular paint mixture uh so that some of the details are able to stand out better uh, especially when it comes to stuff like the fingers and the toes and stuff but it's looking good so far you know just keep working on uh approaching those small details but uh, yeah, keep at it, man. Keep at it. Mm. Next up from Hammond. Oh, he's bringing out the wah. That is definitely a uh, sexy 3D printed Grimgore Ironhide from Total War Warhammer. And my That's God. the pose he makes in the trailer, isn't it? Yeah. And he looks so much better than the original Grimgore model. <laughs> I have a soft spot for the old mini. <laughs> I, I, I have a soft spot for it while also acknowledging that it's very squished. <laughs> yeah. It's very squish. Um, just, Cause that's just the way models were back then. Uh, and that the, the head, the Imperial guy's head that he's got holding onto is always kind of funny looking. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is about it that I find funny, but there's always something about it that just, is just looked a little silly to me. But um it's freaking cool. Yeah, this though. this mini turned out really nice. And uh Hammond says this is the first mini he's ever painted. This is great for a first job, dude. Fantastic not for a bad, first job. Yeah. It's not bad at all, yeah. Fucking hell. Gitsnick turned out super nice. Like very, very few colors are bleeding over into each other. So like really, really great job on that. I like that you got his 
You got his uh, hands bloody as well as his axe. <laughs> he's been he's been getting a little messy in his uh, smacking people around, but uh, the colors look great. I would really really cool. Yeah, the uh, for the metal parts, one thing I'd recommend to get kind of that like black chainmail feel while still having it be come off as metallic. Um, a strategy I find works really well for that is like painting it a dark, uh, like I, I definitely, uh, like using an undercoat of black. And then what you could do from there is use like a really dark metallic to, um, uh, go over next very thinly, like, uh, probably like, um, what do you think, Nathan, maybe like lead belcher or, um, it's not too bad. And one of the one of the like the darkest silver you can find and then what you do is go over that with um uh null oil and you'll have a really really dark looking chainmail while still uh getting all that yeah it's freaking cool i hope the old world quality is like this essentially paint scheme borrowed from Giguaz's uniforms and heraldry for Greenskins mod for Warhammer 2. I'm a big fan of that mod. It's the uh, uniforms and heraldry just basically go for all the um, uh, all the factions and give them the true law-friendly colors. Like, I believe the, um, the Reichland one actually goes for the one that we actually have in the book. Hmm. Which is nicer because I I'm I'm not keen on the basic red and white one that we get. Yeah. Yeah. The the well, a lot of the colors are very very simple compared to what I think most of us would like. Um, yeah. When it comes to uh like color schemes and how it all looks and stuff. Mm. But uh, yeah, I I think it's an excellent first attempt. Um, and that, oh, yeah. that would Fantastic. literally, yeah, that would literally be my only note really looking at the mini is just like, I'd probably, uh, uh, use like a really, really dark mixture, uh, with a silver color on the chainmail to kind of give it a little bit more of a, um, uh, metallic feel to it. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, looks great, dude. All right. Uh, next up, Noratio sent in Molig Melonhead. From the Gloom hey. Spike gets. And he, I, uh, Noratio's, uh, Gloom Spike gets are always like extremely colorful. <laughs> He's yeah, got it like, looks so fun. The most poppy, uh, Gloom Spikes I think I've ever seen. But, uh, they look, they look very aggressive, which I like. Uh, the mushrooms in particular, I really like the mushroom colors he goes with. Yeah. Forget, they pop so nicely. Yeah, I forget what the uh, I forget what the name of these are. Like, I know this is like a known. A lot of people know this mushroom type, um, where it's the the straight color with the white spots. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head though. No idea. But those contrast colors, getting their work in. Got that contrast teal and. Uh, I'm always so impressed with how like regular skin looks with contrast, like oh. the like white, the pinkish white for the skin just looks it's so good. 
Flyamonita, thank you so much. That's what it was. I'm just a big fan of uh, stuff that's so colorful like this. It's so nice because a lot of Warhammer is way too um, it's way too grimdark sometimes. So it's nice seeing like an army or some units just like really popping out there. And this you can definitely see from a mile away. It's so nice. Yeah, it's like not only is it attention grabbing, but it's easy to see what everything is on the table, uh, yeah. which is super nice. And uh, I also. We, we always love and appreciate those Goblin Green bases. <laughs> always. Uh, the classic, always. Classic callback. <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks absolutely great, dude. Uh, I, I like that he has a big red nose for some reason. <laughs> it's, it's just very, it's very attention grabbing. I've noticed there's, uh, it might be because narration might be the same thing. I know a lot of people do this uh, recently. Uh, there is a clown theme going out for the Gloom Spike kits recently. I see it a lot on Twitter, and I think it's kind of nice because, like, you see like these clown style, um, like squigs and goblins and stuff like that, and it's like, oh, that's fucking cool. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very it's a very fitting uh, theme, and they they lean into it very very nicely. I think. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got uh, Odin's. Oh, he's got Gobsprack. So this is the special character for the uh god damn. This is the special Very character nice for the um Oh my god, Cruel Boys. Uh though I love that his is on like a Nurgle themed um uh, you can see the little Nurgle <laughs> hunting inspired Cruel Boys army. This is so good looking. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love so look, he's he's uh he's kit bashed to the vulture monster, so it has a greater demon of Zinch head. Cause he's hunting Nurgle, so it looks like he's like bound uh uh he's he's bound like a uh um greater demon of Zinch to be his mount. Which is actually kind of hilarious cool. if you know Gobsprack's story because uh that staff Gobsprack has that is the big hand over here. Um, that's actually the hand of a greater demon of Zinch <laughs> that he uh, that he blasted to pieces, and instead of it going back to the ether where it should have, Gobsprack is such a strong and willful wizard that he just wills it to stay in existence. That's so cool. That's really clever, and like, oh wow, this is a really beautiful paint job too. Yeah, it's very nice. Like everything looks super detailed. The Nurgle base looks incredible. I love that. There's like a big great unclean one sword that he's balancing on and it looks like the great unclean one's just melting into the ground <laughs> just like super cool yeah and god's rack himself ah, that color scheme looks great mm. I, I i like he's got the uh he's he's like those he's like those really nice um lord of the ring orc color that kind of like gray skinned orc um looks really good man it looks really really good that's a damn good paint job and kit bash job and just everything yeah all right next up uh from sand pirate we've got his mounted noble lord ulbricht growl from conquest first character he's ever painted very very cool oh that helmet's lovely that's a very cool mini from conquest i don't know what conquest is off the top of my head must be something. Let me see. Conquest miniatures. 
Is this like, uh, I see something here, the last argument of kings? Yeah, it, I mean, it's a good looking mini. Like that is a, that is a nice armor set. Really, really like the lance. That's a big boy horse too. Yeah, it looks to be this range. It looks pretty cool too. That's awesome. That's honestly pretty awesome. I like that. Yep. And for first character, very, very good job. Um, really liked how the horse's armor turned out. Really liked how his armor turned out. You did some really good job on the detail work, especially on the like the chest plate. Mm. Um, really good job. These um the uh yeah I mean I don't know if you've had the opportunity to hit your metallics with a uh some sort of uh ink or, or shader um it I, it looks like you have but like it everything it does yeah uh everything looks very very nice uh, for, for the back image where we get like the cape and the feathers, um, something you can do to really take that to the next level is edge highlights. So basically, or dry brushing, even either one would work really, really well. Um, for the cape, you'd probably want to do edge highlights. And then for the feathers, you'd probably want to do dry brushing, but, um, just like a, a similar color. That's just like a, just a tiny bit lighter. Um, uh, just right around the edges, all those little raised edges. So you just get like a little bit on your brush and you can just kind of drag it uh, along the edges uh, for the cape. And then for the feathers, just like get some paint on your brush and then like really go to town on a paper towel until there's just a little bit of paint left. Like, and a good, a good, I find a good way to measure that is to like try and paint one of your fingers around your knuckle. And if you're getting, if you've got enough paint on the brush that it's showing up, on your finger but it's not going into the recesses of your fingers and you can actually like see the recesses more defined that's you're like okay that's perfect and then you just kind of like um just kind of drag it over the feathers back and forth um and it'll it'll really add like a nice little pop to it yeah it looks great sand pirate great job all right next up uh jay phoenix doing uh Tyrion from nice. game of thrones and ah, man <laughs> these minis are always super fun and jay phoenix always always does like really really clean paint job yeah, like damn damn there are a lot of really like he knows how to paint faces which knowing how to paint faces is like one of the highest forms of achievement <laughs> that you can you can have in my opinion it's really nice to have like different types of the same character because you won't be using it for the same thing always. So I like the idea of having an armored Tyrion and then just kind of like usual getting drunk Tyrion. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it looks absolutely incredible. Like the edge highlighting is so good. Like look at the axe he's holding. Look at, look at how nice that edge highlighting is. There's like mm. a sheen on it there's a painted on sheen you can tell where the lighting is on this model which like damn i can't do that <laughs> i don't know i don't know how to do that uh it looks this looks really really good i'm like awesome i'm a big fan of these minis i keep looking online like i should buy a box <laughs> uh that's just so cool i would i would love to use this mini for, to play a halfling in like warhammer fantasy roleplay fourth ed like if I if I ever played a halfling in a tabletop game of that, which 
seems like a very unlikely circumstance, but if it happened, uh, I would absolutely use this many. He would be perfect. Yeah. So cool. Uh, all right. And then uh, we actually have uh, an entry here from Gideon that's kind of interesting. So apparently Gideon was watching uh, a video of yours on the Stragani and made some potential... Um, cool. Like potential models using hero forge oh man i'm a big fan of hero forge um i've got like a custom thing that i've made myself recently um caravans are clan blades sentries hunters and scouts i really like the look of these guys yeah these are super cool i like the that part two section is pretty cool with the uh Albert Spear, that is pretty, pretty Riverborn Warriors. So they've got even names down here. That's cool. Ah, uh, God, I man, I wish Stragani were this fleshed out for Stragoi. That would be so interesting. Oh, I quite like this one, the Ghoul Ghoulkin Fanatics. That's awesome. Oh my, there's more Marshals of Stragos, Ghoulkin Fanatics. Oh yeah, <laughs> Hewers of Kagan. I quite like this. Oh, Lord that's King so cool. Guards. It's weird seeing a Stragani in heavy armor, but uh, ah, it looks really nice. Man, I I honestly would not at all mind seeing Stragoi get the Stragani as like specialist units as part of their roster. Like just because like right now it's, oh, okay, you take a ghoul king and then what? You get, you take ghouls that you would have taken anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with vampire counts. Um, if they had the Stragani out there as something that was exclusive to running a um, Stragoi army, that would add so much more theming. It would actually make, you know, taking that um, aspect of the Vampire Counts a much more unique experience, which it's always kind of felt like it should be. Like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. if you take Stragoi in 8th edition, you get a completely different Lord who has a different model, different mount options, um, yeah. and all that stuff. And, uh, I just, um, yeah, I do. Uh, I, I do say this a lot. Funny enough, I said it in a video today too, um, that my biggest gripe with the vampire counts, especially in eighth and how it's represented in total war is the fact that, uh, because it's focused on eighth, it's lost a lot of identity of all the bloodlines, uh, where a lot of people just see, the Nekrak or the uh, Stigoi and all that. It's like, oh no, it's the same thing. It's like, no, they're supposed to be completely different play styles, like 100%. But you never know for the future. You never know. Like CA look like they are going into different parts of different editions. So maybe in the future we'll get a nice like vampire style Champions of Chaos DLC. You know, where we just get like loads of different reskin units and all that type of stuff. Yeah, and, and we'll, that's something we will definitely talk about uh, later in today's show. Um, yeah. We're going to be talking a lot about is kind of what the Champions of Chaos has shown can be done. Uh, mm. But we'll talk about that more in a little while. Um, mm. For now, uh, we really appreciate you doing that, by the way, Gideon, because uh, it just looks... It, it's very, very cool to see these kinds of ideas like brought in a visual format. I'm actually going to like and retweet that because I really, really like that. Um, yeah, oh, I need to like the rest of these. Boop and boop and boop and boop and boop and boop. 
Okay. But um, then from Headcanon, we've got a great unclean one. And uh, very big boy. I love great unclean ones. They're so cool. <laughs> They're you know, so you know what I love cool. so much? Hmm. The um, j just because like the obviously these great unclean ones are fairly new, right? Uh, compared to the old Warhammer Fantasy ones, but it's still. I look at this and I can still see the old school fifty millimeter base Warhammer Fantasy one. You know, with all the death heads in the hand and stuff like that. Oh yeah, well I I think a good thing to say um in general for the new greater demons is that they're not really like new, they're just taking what's always been in the heads of the designers and yeah. showing what modern technology can do to bring them to life instead yeah. of the old technology. Because like the old technology wasn't necessarily that like, oh, this is the ultimate form of that we want this character to look like. It was this mm. is the best we can do with the tools we have yeah um because like you know it's it's definitely still bears a striking resemblance to the old stuff it's just better <laughs> yeah but it's the no, same totally. guy you, you know but um it's just got this great feeling when you see something get updated and it looks like what it used to it's just great what i just don't uh my, my comment was more of a gripe because like then you see some stuff getting updated for like Age of Sigma from Warhammer Fantasy, which just doesn't look like it should. Cough, cough, Elfarian. Um, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's like, you know, they you have these things show up and it's like this completely crazy wild new interpretation. Um, yeah. To, you know, to match but the universe. This just but... feels... This feels classic, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. The demons, the demons have been um, really, really nice additions. And... Uh, I I I think he went with my favorite version of this character in that like he's got the rod against rainfather um head but yeah. I I really like the flail for the great unclean ones like I know a lot of the time we get the sword version um mm. but for me I always think of the flail as like the ultimate nurgle weapon cuz like it's just not a weapon you would see another greater demon wielding yeah. um so I always prefer when they have the flail over the sword because it just it just feels more iconic. I mean, in general, it's just it's it's such a good looking model, isn't it? Like, mm -hmm. Goddamn. Yep, and uh, excellent work on the paint job. Excellent work on the I don't know what you did with the base, but like it's got a nice little slime feel to it, which is always good. Yeah, it looks sickly, doesn't it? Yep, and he got a good old guts. I like how his his limbs look like bruised. Or, like, the blood isn't flowing properly to them because of some disease that he's got. He's got a really nice gradient from that, like, pinkish, um, pink-purplish uh, limbs going back into, like, the overall green flesh. Yeah. Yeah, it looks great, dude. Uh, and then next up, and this is the last one. Uh, we, we do have a last-minute submission, too, so... Okay, uh... great. We'll refresh. Uh, from... Uh, multi McMarcus, we've got a Go Trek Gurnison mini that looks so good What's on just a pile of skulls. I like that he's standing on what is clearly a Tyranid skull. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, AOS, like I'm sure there's something that looks like Tyranids in AOS. Um, and then he's also got oh, he's got Krukgar and he's got a Skink Oracle. Wow, that is a oh, really cool paint pattern on the um, Troglodon. 
Yeah, the that is just the the green to gray is also that's fucking cool, man. Yeah, that's a really nice uh That's a really, really interesting pattern for the scales. Oh, and the fin turned out super nice. That's super, super cool. I quite like that. That's uh, even just like uh, in general, just it is so nice to see because this model has been so good for people for like interpretation when it comes to painting. Mm -hmm. It's just so good. Yeah. And the Carnosaur also looks absolutely fantastic. I, I love classic Krokgar. It looks so nice. Yeah. And I Fucking like that you beast. went with classic Grimlock as well. Really good color scheme. Mm -hmm. uh, so cool. I wonder. Uh, I I can't tell if they used like a contrast paint and then enhanced it or what. But the the gold armor looks really good. Like yeah, it's, it's so pretty. deeply defined. The like the 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 recesses and the black and stuff. Well, I still think very thin down liberator gold with two shades of. Uh thin down uh agraph shape can get that quite enough look that's what i do normally myself yeah it looks it looks very very like that is just that is a super pleasing gold to me i don't know what it is about it it, it looks very, very, very nice pretty. and then uh and then the go trek looks absolutely incredible mm -hmm. uh like he just looks um, great absolutely amazing anyone who's got the patience to paint orange hair like you know <laughs> yeah but like the tattoos look fantastic and they're sticking out that really striking blue. The axe looks incredible. Mm. And uh, the pile of skulls. I, I just love that. Looks absolutely incredible. And then uh, we'll refresh our page here real quick. Uh, we got a couple of last minute people, which is totally fine. Oh, so wow. we got Commissar Zura, which I saw you chat. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, she's, oh man, she's got the bug boys. She's got the bug boys. <laughs> Uh, so the Dastari, as she dubbed them. So uh, I I love these. I love that 40k, like oh, in um. So these are for Necromunda, right? Um, I uh, the bugs are the the riders. I think are yeah. This is definitely a Admech, kid bash. right? Yes, this is definitely a kid bash. Well, are they are they Admech or are they? Yes, I think they are Admech. Um. I believe that's right. I see her in chat, so I will see if she'll give us some confirmation. But uh, I I love these minis. Like one of the things I really want 40k to do, and I hope that they continue pushing it, is really show us more aliens. Like like your universe is supposed to have a lot of mind bending crazy aliens. Yeah, yeah, they're admic. Um, uh, mm. so like you know, show us that. Um, one of my biggest complaints with 40k has always been that they just they have too many humans. And not enough aliens, whether it's alien mounts or alien races or alien characters. Like, I just alien want them. Alien cat boys. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know how alien those are, but <laughs> that, that feels a little close to home. But um, <laughs> these uh, these look great. These look absolutely I, great. I actually didn't I realize that it was a kit bash at first because the model looks so natural on top of the bug. Like I, I thought it was just like, I, I thought this was just the way the model printed for a minute. It's the, um, the gun that threw me off. That was literally just, it, it was the gun, but like the, the model just looks so cool. I'm a big fan of the, uh, the new Necromunda stuff. I really need to get down and painting. Them, though. Fuck. 
Like they're just they're pretty. I just don't have the time. Yeah, man, who has paint? Who has time for painting these days? Good lord, uh, yeah. especially for us too. But yeah, Azura looks fantastic. It looks absolutely fantastic. Um, Holy shit! Look at this one. And then from Gustav, he said for a competition, Gustav Wetterland, we've got a giant, and damn, that's fucking, that's amazing. Huh? Like he's got his guts coming out, his big skull helmet. That's that's cool. The skin is lovely too. Yeah, it's the like, the, sh the shading on the skin is absolutely incredible. It's like um. Wow, that's that's so cool, and even like the from behind, you can see so much detail. That's so. And this that's reminds so me. Nice. This reminds me so much of one of the Jotun creatures from the new, uh, from the more recent God of War game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this looks super good. I'm like all the little details look absolutely incredible. Like the bone spear on its back, the the big sh metal shield that it's got up on its uh, protecting its neck. Oh, I love I love Mega Gargants. They're so good he looking. Say, he says that he's got two thousand points in this scheme. That is so cool. Though. That is, I love the scheme. That is just so lovely. Like even the uh, the leather feels na looks natural, doesn't it? Yeah, he needs uh he needs uh they need to release the new Yeti models so he can add them as mercenaries to this army and just because they they just look like they fit perfectly. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. It's honestly so cool. Thanks for coming by, Azura. Good to see you. Have a good day. Uh, and then Tactical Sign coming in with a... Um, oh, God. Banana. What are these called again? Uh, I call them Custard Creams. I'm pretty sure that is also not their name. <laughs> no, they're Custodies. <laughs> custodies. There we go. <laughs> like, come on, man. What's... <laughs> I, need... I need the real thing. Um... So that one model is about 700 points because custodies, but you know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, is this a special character or is this just a regular model? I think it's a character, right? Because like the uh, thing is, every single custodies looks like a fucking character. They all look so cool. But like, um, I think it is because he's got like the really big cape. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, Chat says this is Captain General Trajan Valorous. Fucking cool. I quite like the model. The axe is cool. Fuck yeah. Yeah, the axe, the axe turned out really, really nice. Oh, wait, it's a gun too. There's a barrel, isn't there? Ah, so, yes. Yeah, so clearly ah, so he's Kislevite. That's <laughs> what you're saying. He's got he's got a gun axe. Um the 40k version of Strosi. That's that's awesome. I quite like that. Yeah, I they, I always find myself very appreciative of the custodies models. Like I, I personally would never collect custodies. They're not my like theme. But they've got good-looking minis, man. Yeah, I know. They're fucking awesome. You can also use them to play 30k, too, which I think is really nice. Yeah, and uh, great job on the paint scheme. I really like that there's different shades of gold. Like, I'm mm. not sure exactly which colors you use to achieve it, but I can definitely tell that you... Like, there's an undercoat of a darker gold, but then there's a lot of edge highlights and raised details using a lighter gold, and it looks really good. I don't have the patience for that. Yeah, painting metallics, man. That was that's easily like probably the number one thing I love about painting night haunts compared to painting seraphon is yeah. no fucking gold. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it looks great, dude. It looks absolutely great, and uh, I love the way the 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 weapon turned out, especially. 
the, the yeah, all the little cool. details on the weapon look really really good against the darker colors you went with and the the purple axe blade with the blue highlights that's a really interesting uh way to go with that but it turned out really really nicely looks great mm, it's very pretty all right make sure there's nobody else that slipped in at the last second okay we're good so we are moving on all right thank you for all those entries uh, we really, really appreciate that. We love checking out y'all's minis and uh, talking about them. It's a great way for us to just see what y'all are up to. Uh, and just a, just a heads up, uh, just to be clear about some things, it doesn't have to be a Warhammer mini. It can literally be whatever the hell you want. We don't exactly. care. <laughs> we're not like, we're not endorsed by GW. We don't give a crap. Um, and then, uh, though, GW, I mean, if you want to pay us money to do stuff. I mean, <laughs> but, uh, um and it also doesn't have to necessarily be finished like if you just want to like post like works in progress and stuff like that go for it even um, even just like kit bashes that you're just working on like yeah. we're keen on that yeah we would love to see all's works in progress as well as completed pieces so don't feel like it's like oh i didn't i didn't finish it so i can't submit anything this week now you can just do whatever dude mm -hmm. um and uh uh, if you did purely on Discord, then we will catch you next week because I did not go through digging through that. That's my bad. Um, but it's okay. We'll catch you next week. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, next up on the agenda is we're going to go straight into our who would win for today. So I was hunting uh, through the who would win arena on my discord and i saw a matchup that caught my attention because i was like you know that is actually kind of an interesting showdown so the fight we're going to do today is we're going to put up the newly revealed and we'll talk about more later demon prince azazel the prince of damnation and right hand of slanesh versus yeah, versus malice darkblade the scion of hag grief and uh overall biggest emo that exists in all of warhammer fantasy very edgy he's so edgy that he he hurts himself constantly and is of course possessed by a keeper of secrets a greater demon of slanesh um by the name of zarkan so we're gonna put these two people against one another uh and have them throw down after we talk about them a little bit and then once we've kind of gotten all the details sussed out you know we'll put up a poll and see what y'all think so uh nathan do you want to do you want to talk about azazel for a minute my baby yeah okay <clears throat> so azazel is quite old i mean you can compare him to a lot of characters in chaos but he's been around for a while considering the fact that he is at least because he's been changed a while a umbarog and he's actually from the same tribe as uh sigmar heldenhammer their families knew each other for a while in fact um <laughs> Sigmar was to be in uh, to be wed with uh, Azazel's sister, who I can't remember her name at the moment. Uh, so there's a long family tie. He was pretty odd in the books, kind of jealous the fact that he was kind of sickly for a time, so he couldn't fight in a specific war, which saw his twin brother killed. He blames uh, Sigmar for it. There was a lot of. Um, weird time where you know how easy it is to get corrupted when you start getting a little bit angry to the point that he tried to kill Sigmar kill his sister in Ravenna. the process Ravenna was his sister Ravenna, Ravenna and S Sigmar's only love mm -hmm. and um, 
He did try to kill Ravenna. The problem was, uh, sorry, tried to kill Sigma. The problem is that Ravenna was caught in the crossfire. But uh, our good boy over here, which I believe his mortal name was Garyon, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, uh, his mind had already started to be a little bit twisted. And blame Sigma for the fact that his sister's dead. After that, he did have to flee because obviously something like that would see you slaughtered and murdered and, you know, cut into pieces and shit like that. As you do. And, yep. yeah, you know, the natural thing for Warhammer. Fled north and found himself at home with the Norsi, which is the name of the Norskins, which a lot of people don't tend to know generally because it doesn't really get referenced as much nowadays. Um, kind of lived his good life and eventually started getting more and more corrupted for the chaos champion of corn and that's where he did get the attention of sanesh which is why we see him in his well let's just say um spankable version that we know now. <laughs> yeah he, he <laughs> defeated a a cornate champion of equal skill and power named arthur mm. and that oh, earned a bad name <laughs> yeah i know but it's arthar it's not arthur it's arthar with an a but mm. uh uh, yep, defeated him uh, in equal combat and also crushed his army and ascended to demon princehood. Uh, yeah. And Azazel is a pretty interesting demon prince uh, as far as they go. Yeah. His influence can pretty much destroy the will of even uh, even the most pious of followers of Ulrich, even Bretonians too, where he's had uh, Ulrichians drop down like dogs and just kind of bark and shit. The uh, the Bretonian in question went to challenge Azazel, and with just a simple gaze, just kneeled. Which it shows that um, because I know a lot of people are looking at the characters like, oh, it's not as beautiful as you think. But it's it's the whole thing of like how uh, like in real mythology we look at a siren who might not be beautiful or too beautiful, but it's the presence which can completely destroy the will of man. And I think it's really well represented with this character. This is an absolute fucking badass, let's be honest. Yeah, and something that I like a lot about Azazel, and, like, all Slanesh characters are achingly beautiful, even though you might look at it and you go, I don't see it. Well, yeah, that's because you're not there in person, and you're not experiencing all the things that they do to your mind and kind of warp reality to, like, you would not... With the exception of Sigvald, because he's mortal, he's not a demon. Uh, like, if you encounter Nakari or uh, Azazel, they're not gonna look like what uh, what you actually what they actually look like until you are already way too close. Yeah, <laughs> you are already totally boned, and uh, and might also be totally boned. But you know, either way, you're gonna end up dead. And uh, one of the things that's really, really interesting um, about them is that Azazel, um, which this might kind of surprise people based on kind of the ways they've been talked about, but Azazel is genuinely the embodiment of lust among the Slaneshi characters. Like Nakari, although Nakari is known as the Arch Tempter, Nakari is much more about just the aspect of like sensation itself. And if anything, mm. I would argue that Nakari is more about like greed or uh, greed is probably the best way to describe him. Um, mm. But he's more about constantly uh, seeking out and uh, pursuing new experiences. Uh, whereas Azazel is genuinely the lust character. He's the yeah. character that is worshipped as a god in his own right. And Slanesh is totally okay with that. 
and he is genuinely Slanesh's right hand. He is considered like the ultimate general of uh, Slanesh's legions. Um, And uh, he's quite capable. You know, he's got those giant angelic wings and uh, Azazel is very dexterous, uh, you know, as you would might expect for a Slanesh champion, but he is freakishly fast. Uh, both at flying flexible too uh yep sure (laughs) (laughs) what those wings do though uh and uh but those angelic wings uh get him around the place pretty pretty quick he's very very skilled combatant terrifyingly strong and fast he's got the demon sword uh which i know does not sound very appropriately named because you're like all right, I get it. It's a demon sword, but what's its name? And nope, that's what it's called. Welcome to fifth edition. <laughs> yeah. A lot of item names were just very generic. Uh, but the demon sword, uh, it is a, um, it's essentially a living weapon. So it has the ability to uh, very much alter its course and trajectory mid strike so that it kind of worms its way around defenses. Uh, which makes it uh, a pretty nasty piece of work that you really don't want to deal with. Uh, it's it's literally just going to slip through armor. It doesn't even care. Uh, it will find a way to get through your armor unless you are uh, working with some really, really powerful magical goodies. Um, also, Zazel is a wizard. You know, he can cast magic. He's very adept in the lore of Slanesh. Uh, mm-hmm. He's pretty decent caster. And then he's got, and we, you know, Nathan mentioned he's got what's known as his temptator rule which is the whole thing that a lot of people get hypnotized pretty much the second they lay eyes on azazel or hear his voice uh or witness his glory and they just their will just breaks um to put to put into perspective how broken azazel was um his so there's always been rules that have existed as far as like tempting someone with slanesh it's generally represented as like a penalty to attack them or maybe you lose an attack or maybe uh, your leadership gets reduced a little bit or something like that. No, no, no. Azazel is so tempting that you would have to roll dice for uh, a model or a character or whatever. And if they failed, Azazel just took them from you. Like Azazel, they full on would switch factions. <laughs> they would leave your control and become part of the Slanesh players army and there was nothing you could do to get them back. <laughs> they were gone forever. Um, which like, holy shit, what? <laughs> it's so overpowered. Um, so that's how you know, that's how you know people were thirsted for this demon like nobody's business. When they're just like, yeah, nah, fuck that. I'm I'm on team, I'm on team Azazel now because I failed my leadership check. <laughs> um, he was uh, quite popular back in the day. The only problem is that... Uh... Yeah, that was the day before people started usually pinning stuff and the wings would fall off easily and the tail, the tail was a bastard to mm-hmm. deal with in the middle. <laughs> yeah. But furthermore, as far as combat prowess goes, um, Azazel has some very, very useful mutations. He's got mm-hmm. that big crab claw uh, for one of his hands, which as Slanesh likes to do, those crab claws uh, tear through armor and clothing like nobody's business, insanely armor piercing and hit like a truck. Uh, he also, as you may have noticed in his trailers, has a twin-headed serpent tail uh, that actively attacks people and distracts them, which makes it, it it's mostly used as like a parrying or distraction weapon. Um, mm-hmm. You you would, uh, so it can be very, very annoying and good at messing with. And then um, the, uh, you know, he's scary. He's got wings. 
he's got you know he's a demon so he's very he kind of like fades in and out of reality uh so mm -hmm. he can be kind of hard to hit doesn't have any armor to speak of uh he relies entirely on his demonic nature and his just skill in battle to protect himself but yeah. uh yeah well he'd, ha he'd have natural armor anyway because scaly skin and stuff you know yeah 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 but he's not like heavy armor by any means oh no no light at the very best yeah so moving on in the other corner weighing probably more surprisingly uh is malice Darkblade, everybody's favorite edgelord of warhammer fantasy a man or an elf who is in so much constant pain and argument with himself that he even makes malekith look like fairly well adjusted so uh malice Darkblade uh has an entire uh sexology of books dedicated to him though technically seven books if you can if you uh also include the his end times novel uh on top of showing up in numerous white dwarf articles and even some mm -hmm. short stories uh he's a character that we see a lot of of course we're going to yeah. be taking him in kind of his tabletop slash total war iteration uh so uh the only one of the artifacts that he's going to be wielding from his saga is the warp sword of cain which uh, the Warp Sword of Cain is uh, one of the fabled treasures that he acquired as part of his bargain with Zarkan. Because when Malice Darkblade got possessed by Zarkan, Zarkan told him, I'm going to eat your soul. Malice said, uh, don't. And Zarkan said, okay, tell you what, if you go get these five sacred, powerful artifacts for me, um, once you acquire them, that will allow me to uh, do something powerful and I will leave your body without killing you. And that's why Malice Darkblade does all the shit that he does. But uh, the Warp Sword of Cain is a very, very nasty weapon. Uh, it is kind of like a, you can kind of think of it as like baby's first Widowmaker. Um, yeah. It does not give a damn about your armor. It's going to cut through it like butter. Uh, granted, Azazel doesn't have much in the way of armor, so that doesn't matter too much. Uh, but uh, it thirsts for blood like you might expect from Cain. It desires murder big time. And the Warp Sword of Cain will go out of its way in an attempt to, uh, upon landing a blow upon an enemy, really dig in deep to get at the good stuff underneath. Uh, it is a weapon that is not easily turned aside by someone's hide or toughness. It's going to, it's, it's going to find a way. Uh, beyond that, of course, uh, Malice does ride his ever faithful steed Spite that the Total War community, uh, frenziedly likes to try and remind CA is actually smaller than an average cold one, not larger. Uh, but he is a very clever cold one, uh, which is very unusual. Cold ones are notoriously stupid creatures, but not Spite. Spite is actually very intelligent uh, for one of his kind, and he is ferocious. Uh, Spite is genuinely probably one of the scariest cold ones that we know of. Uh, actually, I would say he is the scariest cold one we know of. Uh, because it is it is not only a pissy, angry dinosaur, but it's got a temper that makes regular cold ones look timid. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he's also armored. Uh, so Malice Darkblade is actually a very, very tanky character from like an armor perspective. He doesn't wear magical armor, uh, but between his own heavy plating uh, and then he rides on Spite, who also is plated, uh, he's, you know, what you would expect for someone that's leading like Cold One Cavalry. He's on essentially the dark elves equivalent to a very very heavy knight uh yeah. and uh definitely works well on that and then of course the last thing worth talking about and uh you know probably the most important thing is zarkan so malice Darkblade uh became possessed by zarkan who is not just any demon 
Uh, he is a greater demon of Slanesh, but he's not just a greater demon of Slanesh or Keeper of Secrets. Zarkan is actually a huge nuisance. Um, he is one of the more powerful Keeper of Secrets that we know of, and that Zarkan actually successfully led an invasion of Nagaroth um, hundreds, if not thousands of years before he met Malice. Uh, he actually took, if you're familiar with Archaon Saga uh, or have played Total War Warhammer 3, there is a place in Nagaroth known as the Altar of Ultimate Darkness. And it's this really, really, really powerful uh, ritual space and um, sacred site that has a lot of importance to chaos. But it technically falls into the domain of the Dark Elves, and the Dark Elves like to push chaos out of it and claim it for themselves because it has a lot of dark magic that they can utilize. Um, during Archaon Saga, that's where he found the first of the six treasures of the Everchosen, which was the Mark of Chaos Undivided on his forehead. But um, the Altar of Ultimate Darkness actually fell to Zarkan for a good while. Zarkan gathered a huge army of demons and actually fought his way south out of the Realm of Chaos into Nagaroth and beat the Dark Elves to take the Altar. And then once he took the Altar of Ultimate Darkness, he opened a rift to the realm of chaos itself and was just demons were just pouring out attacking the dark elves everywhere and it got so bad that uh the dark elves finally malekith finally got pissed enough to lead uh an assault and they pushed out zarkan which eventually led to his whole imprisonment uh by the dark elves but he is a beastly greater demon uh and uh, so when he got sealed away he was not super thrilled about that but he was accidentally released by Malice Darkblade and proceeded to possess the Dark Elf instead of being banished back to the Realm of Chaos. And the two of them have a... Uh, let's let's just say a toxic relationship <laughs> with one another. Um, Malice is very, very unfond of Zarkan, despite the fact that he gets a massive power boost from Zarkan. And Zarkan also really does not like not being in control and basically being imprisoned within his flesh. Uh, but at the same time, he doesn't want to be banished back to the realm of chaos. He wants to actually take over Malice's body. Uh, so the two of them have a dysfunctional, functional relationship uh, that often revolves on that when shit hits the fan, Zarkan will possess or fully uh, allow his power to be utilized by Malice, which makes Malice a hell of a like totally different story much much more threatening individual to go up against uh he fully steps up another level in power so that's the matchup i'm gonna go ahead and get the poll started now who would win chat who you can't would... put azazel as a fucking poll thing it says content does not meet guidelines the oh, same thing when i try yeah, to start yeah, so... fucking so fun fact uh azazel is a banned term <laughs> or banned word <laughs> Parts of on Twitch, so instead of Zazel, we're gonna say we're gonna say Prince of Damnation. I bet we can get away with that. And then uh, Malice Dark, Dark Blade. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Um, during the uh, during a stream to talk about that. Oh, somebody else already got it up. Okay. All right, chat, go vote. Who do you think would win? Demon Prince Zazel or Malice? dark blade and while chat is voting uh nathan what do you think it's tough it's tough uh because well it's a good matchup the fact is manis is very very strong especially with zarkin defending in there's obviously a lot of plot armor that we've seen throughout all the malice books 
Bang um, character syndrome. <laughs> I mean, there's certain things that he should have died from in a lot of those books. Same thing with the uh, Screaming Godchild novel too, the uh, the comic. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm gonna have to go with Azazel mainly because Azazel does have air superiority. He should be able to fly around and should be able to just be quick and strike very fast. It depends on how early Malice channels into Zarkin, though. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it could be the fact that Zarkin could see Azazel as a potential ally to have him release proper. Because you could see that happening. It depends on what part of the canon you look at. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think superiority in air and speed is going to be the main thing there. Yeah, and I mean, Azazel also does bring magic to the table, which Malice yeah. does not have, like, a directly easy way to deal with. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, air superiority, um, uh, you know, so being able to choose, like, position and engagement, also being extremely fast, extremely fast, and uh, magic, that's that's nothing to sneeze at. Those are, those are pretty uh, notable powers. Yeah. Um, hmm. So I can I could definitely definitely see the argument there. I, of course, as always, am gonna be on the other side of the fence. I think Malice Darkblade could actually pull it in because I will say that one thing that Azazel uh I think will actually work against Azazel is that Azazel is arrogant as shit. <laughs> it's like, you know, he full on believes that he is uh Slanesh's second in command, and he has a lot of pride in his ability to be this demigod to be worshipped. And I think mm -hmm. that while Malice himself would probably initially be affected by that that hypnotism uh, of Azazel, I don't think Zarkhan would be affected at all in the slightest. And I think Zarkhan, if, if anyone, Zarkhan would probably see Azazel as, I'm gonna beat this, I'm gonna beat this lad. Cause like Slanesh characters hate each other cause they're all they jealous really of each other. Everybody wants to be daddy's favorite child and they get, they get super jealous of each other and are always constantly trying to one up one another. And, uh, I think Zarkan would absolutely try and manipulate, uh, both Malice and, uh, Azazel into getting Azazel close enough for Zarkan to take over and just go ham on him. And while Azazel is a very, very good fighter, um, a lot of his strongest components being that, you know, it's like, oh, he's got a really powerful weapon and he's really, really fast. It's like, yeah, but Malice is a dark elf and elves are also freakishly fast. Uh, and when you take a dark elf that's already fast as hell and empower it with a greater demon of Slash to make it even faster, uh, I think Azazel would actually find himself in a surprising amount of trouble. Uh, Though, yeah, that air superiority is a big thing. Uh, Spite, I think, will definitely even even the speed game. So it kind of leaves Azazel just with his magic and his ability to uh, uh, really, like, choose the engagement. But I do think that, I, in my head, the way I think I would actually see it going down is the two of them would start fighting and Malice would just be struggling. Like, Malice would be getting his ass kicked. And, you know, probably Spite would get killed. There would be magic flying around. And then Azazel, thinking that he had broken Malice, thinking he had fight, like beaten him, would go in to start playing with his food. And the second he did that, Zarkhan would take over and leap at him. And that the Warp Sword of Cain can absolutely kill Azazel or banish him. 
back to the realm of chaos. So I, I honestly think that Zarkan, as long as he played his cards right, I think he would get Azazel close enough thinking that he was good to take over and uh, that'd be game over. Counter argument. Zarkan's not had it in a while. Azazel has a lot of appendages, including the snakes. <laughs> Malice is like, yeah, they they go to fight and it it ends up not being it's it's it, the who would win gets completely <laughs> subverted. <Yeah. laughs> it just it just turns into something and it's like, ah, oh, we can't show this. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Uh, so my chat went fifty one percent for Malice Darkblade and forty nine percent for Azazel. That was actually very close. I have uh seventy one percent for Azazel. All right. So definitely, uh, boys. Uh, uh, so the the Great Book of Grudges community feels far more confident in their their view on this battle uh, than the Sotek community. But nonetheless, that's another one for the books. Okay, moving on. Uh, oh, AOS time. Cool. So let's talk about some Age of Sigmar goodies. So real yeah. quick, before we get into the actual uh, juicy component of today uh or the aos stuff i do want to talk briefly about the new bellicor minis because i really really like these guys i really yeah. like these guys i think they're quite nice uh let me see if i can find the freaking thingy here i'll uh i can send you a link real quick there we go now i found it, oh, anyway, got it okay but yeah. um they're a very interesting design um oh yeah I, i'm kind of I, when I looked at them at first, I wasn't certain, um, but like, they're just a very interesting design for the Warriors of Chaos. Like when I, when I made a video about them, I had some people talking about and being like, oh, they're, they're like, bleh, bleh. like uh, a lot of people uh, were super critical, uh, but uh, I, I don't know. I just, I really like the way they look. I think they have a very, like uh, they're, they're kind of big, bad guy. The dude with the full helmet. Definitely looks mm. like a classic Warrior of Chaos, um, though the lacquer armor is very unique for Warriors. Like, I'm, I'm not used to seeing Warriors using heavy armor that isn't metal. Yeah, no, they've definitely gone for a completely different design. I'm, um, I'm quite keen, mostly because it's so drastically different to what we've normally seen. Like, they look like gladiators. Like, one of them, and I said it on a tweet, one of them just gives me this like Nipp uh, this Nipponese vibe from it, right? Yeah, I, I I blame you for that statement because you said, <laughs> you said that so many people in my uh, I was like, yeah, I agree with Nathan that you know some of the uh, the armor design kind of does remind me because I saw those pictures you posted and I was like, mm. yeah, like I definitely see it. And so my <laughs> so many of the people in the comments are like, ah, that doesn't look Japanese at all. That looks like da 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 da. And it's like, ah, oh, God, historical people. <laughs> Dude, I, I I was so sure, and I think like uh, I think it is like a little bit of a hint because we do have loads of different cultures in Age of Sigmar too. Like people seem to forget that, you know. Uh, I was so sure that I even went out on a tweet and tagged Gra uh, Graham Davis on it as like you worked on some uh, Nippon stuff back in the day. Anything? Can you shed any light? <laughs> <laughs> Did he immediately respond? Uh, what do you think? <laughs> Uh, no, he, he, he replied, it's like, um, he, he said it was like, oh, no, this is something after my time. It's like, oh, it's a shame. Because, like, obviously, when we look at stuff in Warhammer Fantasy roleplay now, especially in 4th edition, there's a lot of throwbacks to his work. 
Oh yeah, so I was well, thinking, dude, they, they they've been doing such a good job of updating older stuff yeah, yeah, into like, the modern world by far, um, by freaking far. You know, they're not beastmen, uh, chat. There's there's one guy who's heavily mutated. So this guy has like a clove. He has cloven hooves as a mutation. You can looks like he's also got like uh like fangs, but uh, he's yeah. just he's just a mutated dude. There's something about this. Like, I really hope that these are because like I've always had this theory that a lot of New Age of Sigma stuff is going to be backward transferable, and I would love to have this as like a like really heavily armored Marauder squad, right? Oh yeah, well yeah, no, these guys would make excellent uh, cast marauders. I even think you could use these as warriors, honestly, um, just mm. like from like a different culture. Um, but uh, I, I I love the way they look. Like they're probably my favorite or my second favorite Warcry warband because a lot a lot of the Warcry warbands are very like maraudery. Like they're very mm -hmm. like very very little armor. Um, or in, even if they do wear armor, it's like very crazy and bizarre. And kind of just all over the place. This is the yeah. first one I've seen in a hot minute that is like, oh no, these are like, these are armored boys. Mm. So cool. It's just so fucking cool. I'm a big fan. I'm honestly such a big fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely thinking about picking up a box of these. And of course, they also, uh, if you scroll down, if you're on that page, uh, they're yeah. coming out with their big boss, the Centaurian, uh, who is a four legged, four armed. Uh, Chaos Centauroid, which is he is just crazy looking. I'm not too much of a fan of him, um, mostly because, well, I think it's familiarity where you know, uh, we have centaurs and centaurs, they're two completely different things, right? Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> I well, and like you can tell he's not, he's clearly not a regular centaur. Because he's got yeah. too many arms. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I do really, really like his design. I, I very much like that um, he kind of seems to be a unique, um, like kind of one of a, a unique species, so to speak, that worships Bellicor, uh, these, yeah. these Centaurian marshals. Um, Imagine yeah. how sad you have to be to worship Bellicor. <laughs> you just got to be, you just got to be... Uh, uh, it, it's not, it's not about being sad. It's about, you know, you, you just like, <laughs> you just like being with the underdog. <laughs> you just like the underdog faction. Um, either that or, uh, you're on team, you're on team, uh, you're on team dead. You're just like, listen, I just, I just, I don't know. Like I just, he was here first and I think we should respect that. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, it's still cool, though. Like, uh, in general, they're fleshing out all the stuff. Because, like, Bellicor, I haven't read out too much into AOS, so maybe you can shed some light. He's up to his usual shenanigans, right? He still wants to be a god? Uh, so, right now, he... I I think his long-term goal would to be a god, but right now he's trying to find a way to kill Archeon. It's kind of his big motivation right now. Uh, uh, I'd do that, too. Yeah, is that he is... Uh, his most recent ploy was that he played a major role leading us into the new edition. Uh, he probably played one of the biggest roles leading us into the new edition. Um, and he basically his goal was to um, corrupt an entire mortal realm and kill a just ton, a ton of people uh, to prove to the dark gods that 
he was doing a better job than Archeon was, so they should take their blessings from Archeon and give them to him instead, so that he could then go kill Archeon. But of course, being Velikor, he fails at the 11th hour, like he always does. Um, yeah. And- uh, Pokemon villain. Yeah, to be fair though, uh, it, he was he was only stopped by a literal god getting involved, being Grugni, uh, returning mm. from uh, exile, or self-imposed exile uh, to stop him. But, uh, and he did mostly succeed. He did kill a shitload of people. He did permanently kill and wipe out an entire uh, storm host uh, and of Stormcast. And he also permanently killed one of the few Stormcast characters I actually really, really liked, <laughs> which was a huge bummer. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he's been a busy boy. And uh, he also corrupted pretty much all of the realms, uh, except for Azir with a new like cloud of dark chaosy nastiness that prevents stormcast eternals from being as easily immortal as they used to be uh and has made third edition a lot more interesting so thank you bellicor for being a goofy little shit he's getting work done but uh yeah yeah it's not too bad all right so let's speaking of bellicor and his servants let's talk about bellicor's new big bad because Bellicor actually has his own personal champion now. Well, now, uh, by now I mean December. <laughs> oh, the league, right? Yes, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, so it looks cool. I I'm a big fan. When I saw the picture, I was like, this is easily now going to be, like, if I can fit him on the base, like, he's going to be my um, my uh, Chaos Lord on a demonic mount because he's fucking awesome. Like... Yeah, I believe this is Eternus, if I remember right. Something like that. He's like, yeah. he, I think his name is like Eternus Blade of Blade of the First Prince or something. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely cool. Um, we have to get some backstory on him because we know nothing just yet, unless they gave like the whole thing. Because the only leak I have is obviously that little. No, image. the only yeah, the only leaks we've seen are are uh, these images that you uh, that uh, we're looking at now are new images, but uh, they're well, they're clearer versions of old images we've seen. Um, yeah, and uh, the only other thing we've seen is basically like the glossary page, which has this guy's mm. name. Uh, but I, I I love this many. I love yeah. this many. Like that mount is so badass. <laughs> oh yeah, it's freaking cool. It is uh like I I've got we've got someone's just said here a theory. It's like what if he's a chaos corrupted stormcast? Uh, like that's... that will happen at one point, right? Yeah. There's there's someone in my community who added me with a tinfoil hat theory that said that they think he is the stormcast character that Bellacor executes. Um, during the mortal, uh, the the storyline leading us into third yeah. edition, uh, which if that's true, that's awesome, but it's also going to break my heart because uh, that character does not deserve that. He was such a good, he was such a good man. <laughs> he was like one of the best storm, best written Stormcast characters. <laughs> for him to get killed and then turned into this would be so awesome but so brutal at the same time the only even... thing i would be against is like the whole idea is i don't like the idea of chaos stormcast uh 
Because then that that's way too much 40k seeping into Age of Sigmar. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would it would have to be an unwilling transformation. Uh, I I, mm. I think it would have to be like not that he like changed sides and took on chaos, but that Bellacor like found a way to completely corrupt him and permanently turn him into an other. Because mm. like we, I don't know. we have <laughs> evil we have evil stormcasts, but they're not chaos worshiping. An evil stormcast is a stormcast that can't tell the difference between like chaos and just normal life anymore so like they see a sick person and they're like oh that's nurgle and they just start murdering sick people um which yeah. is basically the celestial vindicators <laughs> but that's again a little bit too too much 40k for my liking that's uh it's a bit of an issue that i have where this i, I don't like overlap i want the universe to be its own great thing in its own right you know what i mean yeah well i'm are we are we really having a we don't want them to be two forty k discussion about stormcasts? <laughs> no, no, because by itself I quite liked the uh, stormcasts, especially now in third edition. They're they're a bit more human. Yeah, does that make sense? Yes. So like now that they've done really well with it, don't fuck it up again. That's my only fear, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I do think the stormcasts are consistently moving in a good direction. Um, like original Stormcasts were literally just Space Marines with no downsides whatsoever. Uh, mm. and then in Second Edition, we started getting the Automaton guys among the Stormcasts, and then Third Edition, they're like, okay, let's actually make them like significantly more human, uh, yeah. and give us a lot of the characters from the novels as actual playable characters. And everyone was like, oh, oh that's nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm really really curious to learn about Eternus um because yeah, yeah it, it could be that particular stormcast character that would be a hell of a blow honestly to the stormcast because we have there has not been a playable stormcast who got like corrupted or mind controlled or whatever we're gonna call it like we've had some stormcast permanently die and we've had a stormcast turned into like an undead champion by nagash but he got turned back to being a stormcast in the same book mm -hmm. um so this that would definitely would be a first, but it also could just be a guy that like really fucking hates Archeon for some reason, or maybe just really really likes Bellicor for some reason. Um, it'll be interesting to see. You know what could be cool is if I wonder it'd be kind of cool if he was maybe a reference to uh, I can't remember his name, but do you remember the Chaos Champion that Bellicor possessed during the Mordheim Crisis? Oh shit! Oh my god. I can't remember the name. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking I know, about. I know who you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it'd be kind of cool if it, if he has like some kind of reference to that as part of his character. That would be cool. Yeah, that that I would be really keen on. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, you know, but somewhere G someone at GW is watching this and scribbling yeah, it down. Write that down. You've got to reprint the book. Yeah. Hey, they got they got uh they got five more months. <laughs> but um yeah, this is like one of the earliest leaks we've seen. Uh, though I'm gonna, I gotta be honest though, I I really really am starting to think that GW is like purposefully leaking a lot of stuff because like it's always the exact same images and they're always the exact same level of potato cam, and it's like how like in this day and age right how are you getting those potato level quality pictures? <laughs> they have to be deliberate. They have to be deliberate. I heard a rumor, and obviously this is just a rumor, but like people were talking about like the uh, GW program uh, 
like for content creators being like refreshed again because they were tired of leaks and stuff. It could be someone doing something quite maliciously. It could be someone just trying to get some non-existent clout because if your name's not on it, you're not getting clout. You're just being anonymous, aren't you? Um, yeah. I know that GW would be keen on doing some sort of leaks every now and then because let's be honest, it's good for the uh, good for the thing. But like this book has been leaking for a while and it's not due until December, you know, like it's a bit odd. Yeah, I just, I just like whenever, like the only times I tend to believe it's a real leak is when they leak stuff like points or like rules. Those yeah. I'm like, okay, that's legit. Like somebody took a picture of that and they're usually good quality pictures. But like when it's literally just pictures of models and not any like the good nitty gritty stuff, like I'm mm. like, I don't know. This seems like a corporate ploy. <laughs> it, it, it's weird. Like, yeah. Uh, do you remember the um, the 40K leaks for the Tyranid book? Someone just literally got the book. I don't know which influencer this was. Oh, uh, dude, it wasn't, just, it was wasn't just the Tyranids. There were like two or three books that the entire book leaked before yeah, they yeah. came out. Someone just literally wrote it all down in a word pad and... Which like, God damn, that is, that is an intense level of cynicism slash like bastardism from that particular person. Yeah, no, because like, uh, for a lot of people who don't know, um, usually when you're in some sort of content creator program and uh, someone leaks, generally everyone gets punished mm. and because they don't know who it was. And it's a bit of a shame. But like, um, I know some people were happy about the Tyranid leak because that made people rebuy armies and shit, which obviously worked in GW's favor. But like, the problem is that that could have been an early book because I know it happened oh, yeah. to the Space Marine one, and it was an early book which was unbalanced at that point. It was just like testing phase, and, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, look at this! Look at this!" It's like, bro, just chill, you know? Yeah. Well, plus, like, I don't know, rules. I think it's fine to look at rules and be like, oh, that's interesting. Or like, oh, I could make some good lists with that. But I always like get kind of worried about the people that are like, I'm going to buy like a million of this because look at how good the rules are. It's like, you, you realize that, that that could change at any time, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like rules change all the time. Um, but uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, but like, yeah, I mean, the AOS stuff is looking pretty hype, look, looking pretty interesting. Uh, there should be a new AOS faction being revealed here pretty soon um i think i think we just got oh god who just came out um ooh, I'm, gonna, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's a destruction book next um so i'm thinking it's gonna be gloom spike gets is the next book uh skaven and uh sylvaneth just came out um mm -hmm. so wood elves and skaven uh, we're just very recently released and the new Skaven book is really, really kick-ass. Uh, I've seen a yeah. lot of people enjoying it, but I'm, I'm, uh, we know for a fact that the next book I believe is destruction. So it's either going to be ogres or Gloomspite gets my money is on Gloomspite gets, uh, cause they desperately need a new book, but, um, we'll have to see. And then we know, we know the Dawnbringer crusade slash new age of the new, the new cities of Sigmar book is coming out. Yeah, but they said that's not going to be a while. So I think that's going to be like a year or two. It's going to be very similar to that bullshit of uh, what they did with the Sisters of Battle. Where it's like, oh, we'll show you yeah. stuff every now and then. Yeah, we'll, and then we'll show you something every like, yeah, yeah, us old worlders. Listen, I feel like Sisters of Battle got more consistent updates than us old worlders are getting these days. We're just in there like, mm -hmm. please, please, more map. Like, uh, I'm not even asking for models, just more map. <laughs> 
it's super weird. It's, uh, this is something I don't like about G-dubs. It's like, for example, uh, <clears throat> they did another article this week on the uh, the horns of Ashut, right? Yeah. And they say, oh, yeah, the Chaos Dwarf. Yeah, it's, it's practically a Chaos Dwarf article. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, fucking show them then. Jesus fucking Christ. We're not asking for, like, the world. We're just asking you to show the models that we know you have prepared. Yeah, and Games Workshop's like, haha, yeah, get fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> it's weird, honestly. It's super, super weird. Yeah, um, good old G-dubs. What mm. more can you say? Yeah, I, I have never been a fan of the way they choose to build hype and, like, build up releases because it just... Oh, it's good a Lord. shit drip dry. Yeah. It's a shit drip dry. Yeah, like, people people get, like, irritated with, like, video game companies and it's like, nah, you don't, you don't understand. <laughs> Those yeah. of us who deal with GW, they're like, oh, man, they announced this game a year ago and we're still waiting. It's like please <laughs> yeah it's nothing <laughs> it's like old world got announced in 2019 we still haven't seen a single fucking miniature yeah was there has there been any old world news no you, we already would have made videos about that <laughs> yeah, <they're... laughs> so that's that's your that's your metric is if you don't see a video on me and nathan's channel there hasn't been nothing <laughs> yeah and there's there's literally nothing all that pops up nowadays is like rumors 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 and it's like yeah, some of them could easily have some light to them, but I just don't care about rumors anymore. I just want something official. Yeah, I, well, just it's, anything. Yeah. It's it's weird that they haven't just been like showing off like sculpts. I don't know, odd. Because like they uh, wouldn't even have to show like a. They could get away with like a single model and being like, "Look, this is the style," and everyone yeah, would be like, they, "Oh, we could talk about this for a while." And they're just like, "No, exactly. We're not showing you anything." <laughs> it's just like, all right, all right. They don't show us extra map pieces. The last one was because of Cafe, and we already kind of deduced that Cafe was going to be in it anyway. So for us, it's like, just show us anything else. It would just be really helpful to keep the hype up, to keep us... Because, yeah, we're still excited, but, like, holy shit, man, come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little could, bit, little yeah. bit. I mean, I could have done without them announcing the old world two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Three yeah. years ago? Fuck, dude. <laughs> How's it been three, three years? Fucking... Um, and still nothing. Yeah, we, we haven't even seen like a Sigmarite toe or anything. Yeah, you know? like they're just like, oh yeah, we're announcing this way in advance. It's like, how about you don't? <laughs> how about you wait it's, until it's closer and then tell us about it? It's just like um, because like we know they work quick, right? It's very obvious when we see the forty k models that these stuff like they're announcing now. It's like these have been done for a while. It's just like. Even just some basic stuff. Tease a new rule. Tease a change to an old rule. Show us old rules are staying. Like a small article. You know, like what they did to hype up the Space Marine book. It's always the Space Marine shit. They'll always do 20 million fucking articles on that. So I don't care about the Space Marines anymore. I love Space Marines. I play Space Marines. Just a little bit. Just like a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. But. <sighs> oh, well. Uh, you know, we'll be keeping an eye. There, I mean. My my copium says there should be something soon, but you know it's been it's been a hot minute. Yeah, but uh, someone someone's just said he is like, what if the old world got cancelled and they're afraid to tell people? Nah, like <laughs> um, you you'll, the the thing is like, it's not cancelled. The problem is GW works at a very slow pace, which can be mm. good for GW because when they take their time, good shit actually comes out. You know. Yeah, but uh, plus, like, there's just, there's, like, no metric for them to look at that and be like, oh, we shouldn't cancel this. Like, that just 
Like if it was like something they had released and it just didn't sell well, that'd be one thing, but it's like nothing's released yet. So we're yeah. just we're just in the pure like just wait and see zone. You know what I do find strange though, and I'm sure you'll agree with me. Wouldn't it have been perfect to like cross promote launch with Warhammer 3 and Old World? Like even if it's just a small box just to get everything going. Yeah, I mean that that definitely would have been smart. I concur, <laughs> but uh, here we are. <laughs> it, it's, it's just odd because I feel like if they, if they, like, it wouldn't have happened with Warhammer 1, but if they would have started it with Warhammer 2 and started the hype there, they would have made a shit ton of money. Come on, man. See fucking uh, the Tomb Kings come out, refresh the Tomb King line. They'd make a shit ton of fucking money. Yeah, even if it had just been like these models don't have direct rules in tabletop right now, they're just like, looking minis yeah um, yeah that, still, that would be still perfect. just bank. paint them now yeah like, they would have been like hey look total war is cool so we're releasing an exclusive limited time uh reimagining a set of the imperishable everyone would have been like oh like take my fucking money um mm -hmm. but uh <laughs> whatever all right we can talk about that forever we gotta move on um yeah. okay so uh total war warhammer 3 news Let's... Uh wait, we do need to mention the uh the line refresh just again. Oh, uh the yes. So yeah, so okay, yeah. Part of the uh Slaves to Darkness uh book, which is coming out in December, it's a it's a very big release. Um it's coming with quite a few new minis. Um most notably uh we have the new Chaos Knights and the new Chaos Warriors. Um and we also have some other stuff, but uh, something Nathan pointed out that I absolutely agree with. If you're thinking about getting into Warhammer Fantasy, uh, it would not be a bad time to start picking up um, uh, minis for certain armies, most notably the Warriors of Chaos, because these are the going to be the Warrior Chaos minis. Yeah, because once December comes, uh, once December comes, these are likely to leave the range. Now, there's a lot of gorgeous stuff which has been releasing lately, which kind of does fit still on 25 mils. But you can't be 100% sure. Like, I'm looking at the new Chosen stuff, and it's like, oh, that looks like it could fit. But if you want Chosen, if you want Chaos Warriors, if you want them to play Warhammer Fantasy, if you want them for just the basic start before Old World comes out, so you can have something to play as soon as it starts, because they, do, they did say in an article that they want us to use our old minis too, probably now would be a good time. And I know it doesn't sound great, but we have until, what, December? Until this oh, yeah, book sorry. release, as they said? I, I totally misunderstood what Nathan was telling me. Yes, if you want any of the old minis, they're going to they're gonna go out of circulation uh, come December because yeah. they're going to get replaced. Yeah. So it's just better to be safe than sorry because uh, I, I myself am a massive collector. Well, eventually, I'll do a, a collection reveal, but like, uh, it's important. Like A lot of stuff gets gutted, and then if you want to try to find minis and specifics, you're going to have to go on eBay, and you're going to have to pay more. Uh, yeah, for those asking, the new warriors and the new knights are, they're basically the same ones from the Chaos starter set that had like the updated minis, but they're not mono-posed. They're, they're multi-posed, my understanding. And they have more yeah. like options. So um, like if you care about that, then they're worth waiting for. Yeah. That's just that's the main thing. It's just, uh, I mean, it looks cool. Some of the stuff that's leaked looks nice. There's the new Manticore apparently and a few other things, but... It's, it's just better to let you guys know 
so you don't feel the pain when you have to do like I do for certain remedies and uh, crying at the bank account afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So with that, let's talk about some Total War Warhammer 3 goodness. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's start with uh, the most uh, recent full reveal being Demon Prince Azazel is the mm -hmm. champion of Slanesh. Uh, and we've gotten to see kind of some of his mechanics. Well, we've gotten to see his mechanics. Uh, we've gotten to see a lot of his goodies because they actually did a pretty cool Let's Play that was very well edited. Uh, it was very cinematic yeah. and fun to watch, actually. Um, yeah. So, Nathan, what are, what, are, what are your thoughts on uh, the Champions of Chaos so far? So, uh, I, I am naturally very, very happy. Uh, I know that uh, it's not really a surprise <laughs> because <laughs> my, my, my boy is finally here. I've been asking for Azazel for years like even before I started making content, when they announced the uh, the series, I was like, "Oh, it'd be so great to see Azazel!" And I, I, I'm so happy. Yeah, I did not think we were going to see Azazel, if ever, for a very long time. I was actually pretty yeah. surprised when Azazel was revealed. It's just so interesting that because um, like I, I I like you thought like oh maybe they'll just do like um, at a certain point I was thinking. Oh, if they do like a big DLC like this, they'll probably do a Corn Lord, a Nurgle Lord, a Zinchin Lord, and maybe an Undivided Lord, you know? Uh, so I was a bit worried because obviously we already had Sigvald. But hey, it worked out. We've got a big boy here. He's got great looking mechanics. Obviously, a lot of stuff is taken from the Demons of Chaos, a Monogod faction um, for the Suneshi one. But I think that actually works out really well because it synergizes, I guess, if we have all. Like, I mean, look here, we've got. Diplomatic Relations plus AT with Empire, Kislev, Cafe, Bretonia. I mean, that fits with his lore too, which I mm -hmm. think is going to be very, very useful. Yep, yep. Uh, I quite I quite like this thing about uh, Vassal's gain immune to psychology and spread corruption. That's going to be quite good. Yeah, I, I'm very uh, interested to see the new Vassal system. Um, we, yeah. we, we've gotten some hints and sneak peeks at it where it's like, oh, some factions now give buffs to their Vassals. Um, some we, We've heard about in one of their Q&As that some factions get buffed more by having vassals so like we've heard that archaeon does not buff his vassals but rather buffs the things he gets from his vassals um and we've also heard um that va there are new commands essentially for vassals and like allied ai like you can tell vassals and ai to occupy ruined settlements which to me is like oh thank god godsend <laughs> oh, absolute god. godsend yeah because that is that would get that shit could get so annoying when you you'd have just a ruin just sitting there and it's like yeah. I don't want to take it, but I want him to take it. <laughs> I I think it's uh I think CA from what they've been showing I mean it's not a lot now because we've only just been like getting the reveals but like it shows a lot of promise. I mean even like that screenshot where you have Azazel flying over with all those Chaos Wars of Sinesh and all that type of stuff you know how fucking cool that is like for me I had such a serious chubby throughout the whole reveal like <laughs> it's just so good I don't believe I, that I, I, I don't believe that for one second you were totally a full mast <laughs> don't lie but um it's, it's just so good like yeah, the, CA have been listening the 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 new mono god units for the warriors look so good I yeah. I am so happy to see all of the marked units having completely. I like I was one of the people that like I would have loved it. I didn't need it, um, 
you know, I, I needed it. It's like, did I need every single marked unit to have like a completely unique design and yes. everything? Yes. No, but yes. I'm far, super yes. happy to see it. It looks great. It, and it's it's going to add so much to those factions. I, I, uh, the moment I saw, because like these, um, I'm looking at that same picture. I think these are the chosen because like they had the warriors in the Let's Play video. There's just so many things to look around. And it's like, that is such a great design because it's still a chaos warrior but like it's very obviously Sanashi. so it just feels like, like the shield on those knights is gorgeous you know like i'm mm. looking at this stuff it's like i wish we had this stuff on tabletop i really wish we had this stuff on tabletop yeah well and i i bet we will like i mean we have it in aos is well we have like that that kind of faction in aos so going to fantasy yeah. like might as well make those a thing uh, Games yeah, Workshop yeah. would be stupid not to. <laughs> but remember what we said: Games Workshop stupid. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. They are they but are like, they are awfully awfully dumb. I I think all in all, like they've been listening and they wanted to. Like, let's be honest: it's been a series running for like five years now. The fact of the matter is, now that Chaos is getting a rework and it looks as well. Well, from what it reads, it looks and reads well. I guess that's the most important thing because they were the first fucking DLC. Yep, and everybody hated it. Yep, the the, the fact that it was a <laughs> DLC before the game came out, which I, I didn't really care about, but a lot of people did. Um, it, I didn't care because I'm used to tabletop. We pay way more. Yeah, I, I will say that I am, I'm super glad to see them getting a DLC that takes them truly to a DLC-level faction. Uh, the yeah. original Ca Warrior Chaos DLC was very small. Because um, yeah. it was, I don't want to say tacked on, but it was definitely something that wasn't originally intended to be playable. Uh, they've been mm -hmm. very, very open about that, that originally the Warriors of Chaos were not playable uh, in the original intended plan for Warhammer 1, but um, it they kind of got an extra little push at the end. Because um, I think, if I recall correctly, the original Warrior of Chaos roster was literally just Archaon. Um, like, Kolek and Sigval were not in it, and mm -hmm. Archaon also, there were also a number of units that were not in it, uh, most notably mm -hmm. the Dragon Ogre and the Dragon Ogre Shaggeth, I don't believe were in the original um, scope. And then they yeah. expanded the scope, uh, which gave us the DLC, uh, which is also why I think Sigval just kind of randomly ended up there. <laughs> Sigval was such a random addition um, at that time. Uh, I'm glad we got him. I love Sigval. But yeah, um, uh, yeah I, I, I do want to go back and say i heavily agree with you that i'm really glad they did one for each god and not three gods and then undivided like i i i just i'm not a fan of the whole like everyone has to have the same amount of legendary lo like that's such a stupid unrealistic expectation for this game it's not gonna happen yeah there are gonna be factions plus, that have more and less lords than other factions it's just the way it's gonna be exactly plus i got what i was saying months ago we needed three legendary lords two in the pink one in the stink <laughs> but it's like so, it's like it, who cares that Slanesh has one more than the others it's just not that big of a deal like it, I don't I just don't care <laughs> yeah and the thing the thing that I tell people is like you can't get angry at that because eventually there's going to be more characters they're going to milk this fucker for all it's worth so we're going to get more legendary lords in the future yeah but it's like uh, yeah we've got like what seven lizardman lords now or eight just a crazy amount and it's like seven, I think yeah. seven. Yeah. And it's like it very realistically could go up to eight with like Teto Echo. And it's like, are there I gonna, hope so? It's like, are there going to be eight like mono god corn lords? No, there's going to yeah. be probably like 
three <laughs> at best. Um, now, are there going to be like 12 Warrior of Chaos Lords? Maybe it's looking that way, yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it's, it's, I, I, I really, I, I, I don't know. It, it bothers me when people get up in a tizzy about um, like, oh, there's not enough characters of X. It's like, why don't you just enjoy and like have fun with what we're getting? And then like, we'll take a scope at like the end of like further on when a lot more has happened. Cause like, we're still, we're still in the baby phases of Warhammer three. Yeah. Like there's going to be loads of stuff. You guys just need to, uh, you guys just need to like relax a little bit because CA will try to make as much money as possible. And they know, they see it on the forums and Reddit when you guys say, oh, we want uh Tamokan, we want this one, we want that one, right? At the end of the day, we just have to wait. Like we've had what now what 86 characters? Yes. And I, I don't and, I, I think this pushes us up to I can't remember if that's with or without these four. Uh with, with. Okay, so yeah, we're at 86. Yeah. There's still a lot. And we did get that uh, quote on Twitter uh from that rally point interview where they said more DLC is gonna come out more often. Yeah. So it's like Shit, man. And, you know, they've already said that they're already looking at number 100 and all that. So, fuck, man. We could end up with loads of different characters left, right, and center. And I think that's a good thing. We just have to be patient and chill. Yeah. But, yeah. but back to Azazel. Uh, I will say, really, really pleased uh, with his design. I Man, they really improved Azazel's look. Yeah. Like, I've seen, really I've, really seen, I've seen a fair number of people complaining that his hair is not as, like, as prominent of a feature as it should be. Uh, cause when, when you read his like old descriptions, um, they do focus a lot on like, ah, he has this like super long flowing black hair. That's fine as spider silk, yada, yada. But, mm. uh, um, I, I also think that they did a really good job of giving him his own unique appearance. Well, mm -hmm. like, cause old as Azel, like, um, I, I, I think like focusing on his hair too much was, uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like hair is kind of more Sigvald's thing, like long flowing locks, right? Yeah. It's like, you got Sigvald for that. And then if you just want like pure nasty looking demon, you got Nakari. And Zazel kind of needs to hit that like interesting middle ground. Yes, um, 100%. 100%. And I think they did a really, really good job with that. Like, Azazel is crazy looking. Like, good, but crazy looking. Yeah, like, he looks really good. He, uh, I have to move the cat around because... He's shedding a lot. Ah, right. Go back on the bed. I can't have you on top right now. Hey. Oh, God. I need to get the cat shaved. Shaved? <laughs> he sheds an ungodly amount because he's a black cat. Mm. So the heat makes him shed. And it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. This cat forever. Works. I actually just got Chloe de-shedded uh, at a groomer. And uh, man, she's so much softer now. It's crazy. <laughs> it helps a lot, especially with the heat, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think she feels a lot better though. I think all the the she, her appointment was like four hours, and because uh, they had to do there was she had just so much fur, and they yeah. uh the poor poor old lady her uh, her hip has been hurting her the last few days because I think she yeah. was just standing the entire time, so she just limps everywhere and I'm just like I'm sorry but you needed a bath I'm sorry can I lift Chloe like Nathan lift that. that cat no I cannot <laughs> I cannot pick up a hundred pound dog over my head. <laughs> I don't. It, plus, she would really not let me. 
So like, I guess your dog is good enough to like stay still whilst they groom. They have to sedate my cats because Ninja, the gray one, like left the groomer with a massive scar on her chest once. Oh yeah, cats are notoriously just <laughs> horrible <laughs> at groomers and vets. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, so uh, yeah, but the new Warriors of Chaos are looking really, really good. I really like the new yeah. gift system where you like get to pick a campaign or army buff that you then have to pay uh the new souls currency to upkeep um really really like that system where it's like you can use it to recruit powerful units or like demonic units or you can use it to get different kinds of buffs and you can unlock even more buffs to your tech tree and the new tech tree for the warriors of chaos looks really really nice yeah um, my, my highlight for the blog uh is uh well, first up, the whole thing about the information that we get about the prologue, because the fact that we're going there, like, we've got, like, a little bit of info here of the whole Zambaijin thing. It's, like, a, such an excellent throwback. Yeah, Zambaijin was, it was really cool to see the more, more Tarmacon goodness showing up. Mm. It's just great. And then, uh, I mean, that massive list of warriors is just so pretty, you know? Yeah, I, I am super excited to get my, to get my grubby paws on those just so nice of uh like I, i've seen some people complaining going oh they're just reskinned units like bro this is what people wanted uh ex yeah except for they're not reskinned units because they have unique assets and they have unique weapons and unique yeah. profiles and unique stats like what 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 do you what do you think a reskin is bro <laughs> what, no what no you... like I get what they mean because they're basically uh, when they come with these units that are li like say for example if you look at the um, Chaos Warrior Sinesh with the Sword and Shield right which mm. is uh, on the in the video it's going to use the same rig and the same baseline animations as the uh, standard Chaos Warriors that we already have so yeah that makes sense but the fact is people have been asking for this so that's what they're giving us because we've been literally asking yeah, for this yeah, they're, we do they're giving the community what the community asked for exactly and i think that works out quite well especially since i'm finally getting something that i've been asking for on the tabletop for fucking years which is the uh uh chaos warriors with hell scourges yeah dude i bet the modders are so excited there's gonna be so many new toys for them to play with oh yeah they're gonna have fucking field days aren't they uh do i think the nurgle chaos warriors are gonna look like putrid vikings no I, I think they're going to be i think they're going to be unique looking but i'm expecting them to be more like the vermintide chaos warriors where it's more like really nasty looking armor and like really rusty and stuff, but like they're still, you know, they still look like what you would expect for a Chaos Warrior. If we see Putrid Blight Kings, I would expect that to be like a different, just like a completely different unit. Like that's like yeah, monstrous I mean, infantry type shit. <laughs> like yeah, super elite yeah. kind of crazy stuff. If we see Putrid Blight Kings, we're going to see actual Putrid Blight Kings, you know? Yeah. And I do expect them in the future, to be honest. I really do. Um, so, okay. How controversial do you want to get this, Lord Beards? Like, do you, do you want to just cruise for this episode? Or do you want to touch on a topic that I, th that's kind of spicy? <laughs> uh, depends on the spice. So, do you want to talk about the whole... Uh, or do you, do you want to have a discussion about the whole thing people are arguing about as far as, like, should these characters have been Warrior of Chaos characters... And should Azazel have been a Warrior of Chaos character? Oh, yeah, we can easily talk about that because I've been having nothing but arguments regarding that lately. 
<laughs> well, like I said, that's it's like, do you, do we want to throw ourselves on the landmine or do we want to step around it today? Um, but uh, so, okay, what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on that whole discussion? Well, Azazel should have been and is a Warriors of Chaos character for a good reason. He was in the Warriors of Chaos book in Fifth. Like, it's just how it works. We know that he would lead demons, yes, but he would also lead a bunch of uh, mortals. Like, at but, the end of the day... But 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 Nathan, Wolfric, <laughs> Throg are in the Warrior of Chaos book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. So, with regards to that, right, Wolfric and Frog were moved for... What for some weird reason that they wanted to make Norska, which I still don't understand why they wanted to make Norska a race pack. I'll be very honest with you. I I agree, but I'm glad they did. <laughs> I like no, it. no, I I like it. It definitely needs a rework. We obviously have some details in the last blog post that will make them a little bit more enjoyable. But it's yeah, the we'll general thing of yeah. But like it's the case that I think that it's a good thing that he is uh, a Warriors of Chaos because if we want another demon of. Uh, because keep in mind that he's a demon prince that is ascended from mortals, so he kind of fits still with the mortals. The thing is, demon princes would be in both. Um, because that's how it worked with the army books. You can get a demon prince in Warriors of Chaos book or in Demons of Chaos book. It's just how it worked. But if we want another demon character, I mean, Azazel is cool for the Warriors. I think that works out well. We, we can we get a demon with, say, for example, the Mask. The Mask is a fucking cool character, you know? Yeah. And the thing for me is, I, I think when the only reason I can think of that currently exists to get upset about where these characters end up being placed is if you're playing a numbers game, um, which we yeah. kind of addressed earlier, where where you're like, well, how I'm I want mono god or demon mono god slash whatever you want to call it, he's only going to have two legendary lords at this point, and you go, okay. <laughs> like i i don't if that's how many characters exist for that faction who cares like why yeah. why do you care if he doesn't have more characters like what what is it you're really expecting here um and it's like as far as may like i i've heard some people say oh well it's a confederation issue except none of these characters can confederate anyway uh yeah. which is the discussion we'll have a, in a minute but um i i've just for me it just it doesn't matter um and i definitely agree with nathan that it it just it feels much more appropriate for azazel to be a warrior of chaos because that's just kind of what i see demon princes as generally speaking are yeah. warriors of chaos uh with the exception of very special individuals like bellacor um and now daniel because you know like now that we know undivided demon princes are just kind of a common thing again which is fine like whatever it's just it's just an update um like you know those types of individuals leading demonic armies yeah cool that makes sense but uh like generally speaking like demon princes tend to be like kind of your ultimate your ultimate champions who would show up whenever you read about them in stories they tend to be leading mortal armies um or and like they'd have demonic components but you usually didn't see them running around full demons you know and it's always been kind of weird for me just adjusting to warhammer uh turbo warhammer because i'm still not used to the whole like mono god concept you know i'm yeah. used to i'm used to my demons all running around together i'm used to you know having greater demons of all ilks fighting side by side and like all the shenanigans that come with that um yeah. which i don't have now but um so like they're you know it's weird i don't think anybody's getting a perfect system but yeah um 
I, I will I think, say that I think the sooner people can accept that different races are going to have different numbers of legendary lords, and that's okay. You shouldn't you yeah. should not be artificially inflating rosters. You shouldn't be going yeah. there and being like, we gotta scrape the bottom of the barrel for every possible fucking character so that we can have eight slash characters. Like the, the quality is gonna fucking plummet. Um yeah. just get the people that should be in there. You know, it's yeah. like uh, characters that are important or characters that have massive fan bases and stuff like do like, you know, when you think like, oh, well, what else could Monogod Slanesh have? Well, personally, to me, it's looking like they're really just going to have demons. The Monogod uh, Legendary Lords are only going to be demons. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's like, OK, the mask. The end. And that's OK. Yeah. You know, for Corn, it's like, oh, we're going to get Skulltaker. The end. You know, Karanax. Uh, what? <laughs> Kabanda. Don't don't fucking put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Kabanda does not <laughs> if Kabanda ever got put in the game, it should only be as a mini game where you play the other legendary lords just beating the shit out of him as he's like That's laying nice. on the ground. Um but uh it's like, you know, with uh Nurgle, like, okay, Epidemius. Cool. <laughs> and you know, with Zinch, the blue scribes, like the changeling and Karanak, I see more as legendary heroes. Um, which hopefully, like, I could see the changeling as a lord, to be honest. Really, I, I feel like he'd be so weird as a lord. Um, yeah, but him versus Monkey King would be kind of fun, I guess. But, like, I've always, I don't know, I feel like the changeling is more like an agent, you know, like his whole thing is like running around and doing all these really covert things. Uh, mm, true, but, but I mean, uh, in the same breath, I would say that about Deathmaster Snitch. Deathmaster Snitch is a legendary lord, so, um, yeah, but, uh, uh, I don't know, um. I, I am personally really, really pleased to see how things are looking um, for yeah. people that are like worried about like the rosters for mono God. They've already confirmed that the marked units are going to be in the mono God rosters. Um, so like if you play Nakari, you're going to have access to all those new Celeste units. So yeah. the mono God rosters just got way more fleshed out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like I finally got those chaos warriors of Sinesh that I wanted. Cause like my biggest complaint would have been uh, in Warhammer 3 that Sunesh lacked armor to have the anvil for the hammer that I would use to, um, you know, flank my enemies with. Yeah, and now so, you've got Chaos Knights and Chaos and, Warriors and all that jazz. It's like, ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Exactly. You know, a lot the of people... The thing is... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, Karen. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, you know, I would have said, like, oh, Nurgle needs more armor piercing. Really lacking the armor piercing department. Now we got great weapons. We got lots of great weapons. You know, Zinch, exactly. Zinch was also needed an anvil, a guardian unit. Now he's got halberds out the wazoo. Uh, and corn just got more corn. <laughs> corn just got more corn. <laughs> corn didn't really fair, need anything. He just got more. Yeah, to be fair, Scarbrand was like, to me, the best faction of base game. Like, Scarbrand was just done really well. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's going to be interesting going forward because there are more um mono characters to add but I, i'm curious to see how they're going to continue to divide them up because like of all of these slanesh characters we know of the only two slanesh characters besides the mask that i could see being in mono slanesh were azazel who is now a warriors of chaos character because you know yeah. there is the whole note that you know he is a demon prince so he could theoretically be there and he is noted for leading demonic legions so like mm -hmm. i could see it it's not what they ended up doing but i could see it and then samael would be the only other one and Samael is kind of like one of the OG demon princes of Slanesh. Um, yeah, but he didn't really have a model, did he? 
no he never had a model and like a lot of his story is much more important as far like he's an important character from like a storytelling perspective um mm. but he doesn't like he was never playable and he never like shows up or anything um yeah and like he's he's more notable for being Dakala's husband than he is and for the one that corrupted Dakala in the first place um but like and to be of, fair we're likely to see her yeah which like speaking of which to call the denied is i mean she it's like oh she could be mono god but at the same time it's like well she's not a demon she's mortal yeah. still and she's yeah. very explicitly a warrior of chaos character and that yeah, she yeah. leads a mortal legion um that has its own like name and everything and she's all about her interactions with mortals so like she'd be very strange but like on the flip hand take egram von horseman Egrim von Horseman is a Warrior of Chaos character um, who showed up in Warrior of Chaos books and is a mortal riding on a Chaos Dragon, which is very mortally. But Egrim von Horseman's <clears throat> whole thing revolves around cults, revolves around using cultists and manipulating people and installing cults and all that stuff. So, like, I feel like if you're going to do Egrim, he should have access to the cult mechanic. Um, yeah, which means no, he, he should, definitely. Which means he would need to be Monogod or... He would need to be a Warrior of Chaos Zinch character that has access to that cult mechanic, despite being a Warrior of Chaos character. Um, yeah. So I, I, I just, I feel like it's just going to get weird, like in a good way, but it's going to get weird with future Chaos characters. Yeah, the, the thing is, uh, and pe people need to realize, like when we said that there's going to be like a bit of a, like we, we hypothesize it's going to be obviously very skewed in the amount of characters that we'll get for certain races. Warriors of Chaos can easily have like 40 legendary lords and everyone oh, else could yeah. be on like 10. Yeah, warriors easily have the most characters besides like the Empire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, um... So it's just like we need to be prepared for that and we need to be accepting of that. The fact is that uh, Warhammer Fantasy introduced a shit ton of characters. It was mostly Chaos because Chaos was one of the best sellers because everyone loved the fucking edgy Chaos style, you know? And they were so varied... Yeah, I actually, um, so people are asking about a couple characters. I actually just bought this book. Uh, oops, it's like my green screen's like, ah, ah, whatever. It's the Champions of Chaos book. You can, you can kind of vaguely see it. Uh, but it's the fifth edition book a lot of these characters came from. Uh, because a lot of these characters, or some of these characters never get brought up again after this book. Uh, or like, they get brought up in like lore stories, but they were never playable ever again. Um, yeah. And so I actually got this book because I was tired of hearing these characters talked about and people asking me about them and not knowing who they were. Um, yeah. But um, like one of the one of the characters I see a lot of people ask about, and I even see some people asking about now is um, do, do you know uh, Amon Chakai? The um, yeah, the yeah, the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like personally, I don't see him coming out. Um, no. Because I'm gonna be honest, I've read his story, and the thing about Amon Chakai is he's literally just Kairos Fate Weaver. Um, before yeah. Kairos Fateweaver, like Kairos Fateweaver is a is a reinterpretation of Amon Shikai. Mm -hmm. Um in that Amon Shikai's whole thing is that he's omnipotent and that he can see all of time um, and he's like insanely powerful like he's literally a demi he's no he's like second only to Zinch in power but like when you read his story and like what he's known for and capable of he's basically just a more badass version of Kairos um, but I also think that makes him a lot weaker narratively because Amon Shikai literally has zero weaknesses. Um, he's just a god. <laughs> he's just god. That's all he is. It's also important to note to people, it's like, uh, 
greater demons, they're going to be quite hard for them to come up with more greater demons because, like you said, yeah, it's literally just copy-pasting or the fact that, look, if if CA decide to make a, uh, like a Monshakai or anyone else, right, uh, any of the greater demons into character, how could they actually make, say, for example, the character look drastically different from the baseline exalted uh, demons or even make it so different from the legendary lord same thing with like another keeper of secrets i'd love another keeper of secrets like legendary character but it's not going to be as good looking as say for example nakari or they're going or it's going to look a bit too generic like all the other exalted no named uh, lord yeah. characters right yeah well it's like you know a lot a lot of people joke but like to be clear like why are we not going to see Kabanda? Because we have Scarbrand. <laughs> yeah. You know what the difference between Scarbrand and Kabanda is? Very wings. little. <laughs> wings. Yeah. What use of wings? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and a badass tail. Thick. Thick. Tail. <laughs> yeah, I love. I love that he has a tail. I like. I genuinely do love the tail. <laughs> but like, there's really not a huge difference. Like, and I, I feel like yeah. we we could tell their plans just looking at the models they used. Because a lot of people are like, oh, we're going to see more. We're going to see more greater demon characters. And it's like, okay, well, who would you do for Slanesh? And they go, uh, uh, who's the only other notable keeper of secrets? And they go, oh, Salaxi Hellbane. Well, you realize Salaxi Hellbane is just the generic exalted yeah. keeper of secrets. Like it, it's a model exact, is literally in game. Exact same model. Exactly. Um, or people say, oh, oh, no, no, no. They're going to use, they're going to use uh Rodigus Rainfather. Already in game. Basically, yeah, it's like, nah, son. <laughs> like, there's going to be no more Greater Demon Legendary Lords. I, I would be yeah. willing to bet pretty heavily on that. Um, like, it would be cool. It would be cool if they could come up with something and have a little bit of um, a little bit of freedom like they did with uh, Lady Diathin. But, no, give me Skulltaker. Give me Epidemius. Yeah, I, well, give that's me... the thing, is I would rather see a new role filled. Like, yeah. why would I want Salaxi Hellbane, the other Keeper of Secrets, when I can have a Zazel who is a flying demon prince that is like has a very unique aesthetic and design, or Dakala, mm. a very heavily mutated serpent woman creature, mm. or a Steercar who is a, a mounted boob snake fighter warrior. We need him. Like just for the boobs. Yeah, like I just like I I feel every legendary lord should be filling a role. Um, yeah, they should be like representing a unique identity within that race. If two characters are the exact same fucking thing, then we just don't need that second character. Yeah, like um, I know a lot of people say that they want because I did have this discussion with people. And they're like, oh, yeah, it would be cool if we had like a uh, a new uh, Bloodfest, uh, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, Skullbrand's cool. And no, don't get me wrong. I would like Kabanda because he's one of the few named characters that obviously... Um, has appeared in Warhammer Fantasy Lore. Granted, yes, it was the end times. But he does have a unique look. But if it's my choice between Kabanda or Skulltaker, I want Skulltaker. Yeah. Uh, okay, so someone asked in chat, do I think we'll see more large DLCs like the War War Warriors uh, Champion of Chaos DLC? Maybe for like the Dwarfs and Vampire counts? Uh, so I'm going to say this. I, I think that, it, A, it's going to depend on how it sells, which based on how yeah. the hype level is going, probably very well. Um, yeah. But... Like CA has already confirmed that we're going to see a mix. Like you're going to see some of the old styles of DLCs. You're going to see some of the new style of DLC. I think it will appear where it makes sense. Like could yeah. vampire counts get a champions of chaos like DLC. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Where it's Funny just, enough, I talked about that today. Yeah, video. where it's like, oh, hey, look, we got four legendary lord slots. Okay, that's one for every bloodline. Boom, done. Uh, except yeah. for Von Karstein. Like, leave Von Karstein out, but give us... Yeah, no like, more fucking Von Karsteins. Yeah, and we get, like, a shitload of new units. Like, great, that'd be super cool. Um, but, like, dwarfs? I don't think you could do that for dwarfs. Because dwarfs no. don't have, like, subdivided culture like that. They're just dwarfs. Uh, like, like, you could argue Norskin dwarfs, I guess. But, like, that's one subculture that's really not that different from regular dwarfs. Um, well, I can give you two. I can give you two. Norskin, uh, Norse dwarfs, right? And uh, get us the fucking proper Slayer army from Storm of Chaos. Yeah, but that, that, that would just, uh, to me, that would just be like a regular Lord Pack type thing. Like, I don't think you yeah. can justify a Champions of Chaos size DLC for that. I just don't know what CA have against dwarfs, because holy shit, this is what, rework number two that they've had? Yeah. You just can't seem to get it right. I mean, I, I think the dwarves are very, very fun um, in campaign. Multiplayer, they are hot trash, but yeah. uh, that's not their fault. That's like, that's just the fault of the way they're designed. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really think there's a lot that could be, like, in, until CA gives them, like, their big toys, like, until we get, like, a Thunder Barge or a Shard Dragon or Rune Golems, um, I don't think they're I'm ever going to be, I don't think they're ever going to be competitive in multiplayer, but no. um, the 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 thing like i i do think that we will see more types of dlcs um but like when you look at like the warriors of chaos type the champions of chaos dlc i think you'll only see that in very specific circumstances um yeah because there are there are just not that many races in mm -hmm. the game who are like that yeah like um yeah literally what vampire counts uh Maybe Empire if Old World, I, I, that's what I spoke about in my video today, it was like, if Old World does do what we're expecting, and that's just like dividing the Imperial provinces to represent the um, the massive fucking civil war that it was, like that could we work well if GW are keen enough and smart enough, that's a big fucking thing, holy crap are they stupid sometimes, um, to allow for cross promotion, that would work out really well. Yeah, you know? they could do something like that. Um, yes. Okay. We gotta, we gotta move on. We're like, I'm, we're rambling at this point. We gotta, uh, okay. So this week, very exciting stuff. Uh, they basically revealed Festus, the leech Lord. I'm so excited. I'm yeah. so excited. I love Dr. Festus. He's one of my favorite characters in Warhammer fantasy. His story is so good and I cannot wait to see him. I want to see him. What I uh, what I find funny is that they're not even trying to hide the characters in. Um, Why would they? <laughs> in the they, they revealed them all two weeks ago. <laughs> Whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> I, I thought that was funny. My God, uh, but Festus should be big hype. Like I, uh, I like the miniature. I like his lore. I, I think that he's like, you know, those chaos warriors, just like Festus, where they have that tragic fall. It makes them such like much more likable, you know. Oh yeah, well yeah. Doctor Festus's story is so compelling because he, he's a tragedy. It's a tragic character. Um, mm. The other three he's coming with are not. But you could maybe argue that Azazel's a tragedy if you get into the really nitty gritty details of it. Um, yeah, but like if you read the Sigma, the Heldenhammer book, you do feel bad for him. Sometimes. Yeah, there are there are tragic elements to his story. Um, yeah. But like the other two that have 
basically been revealed because they're factions, there's nothing tragic about them. No, no, it's <laughs> they're both tremendous. Like they're cool characters, but they're huge dicks. Yeah, <laughs> they're both just like the worst. Um, yeah. but they're epic. Um, but yeah, super excited for Festus stuff. Hope, uh, knowing CA reveal will probably be on Tuesday. Uh, so that'll be really, really hype. We'll definitely both be covering that. And where's Festus going to go? Uh, I'll bet you $200. He'll be in the brass keep <laughs> because the brass keep, we know the brass keep is its own province. We know that it can be a chaos fortress. And we know that, uh, in the end times, it was revealed that the brass keep was controlled by Nurgle forces. So like, and it's right next to Nordland. And where is Dr. Festus a native? Nordland. Nordland yeah. I mean, it's possible. I, I'm, I'm cool wherever he goes. Uh, what was a bit weird to me is like the whole Azazel starting in um, in Norska because everyone knows how I feel about that fucking territory. So as long as no other lord starts in Norska, I'll be happy because holy shit, do I hate that country. <laughs> I mean, you can just leave immediately. But I mean, it sounds like Norska is going to be a very, very useful forward base for Warrior of Chaos campaigns because it, oh, yeah, yeah. it is full of Chaos Fortresses. Yeah. You can just dominate all the factions there and shit. It's just more of the case of like, still like that area it's too many mountains <laughs> yeah uh antarctica seems empty what are our thoughts i mean it is uh i suspect it will get filled up more as the game progresses i i heavily expect that one of the lesser demon legendary lords will be put in antarctica so like oh skull the seven ways i was like what antarctica what yeah yeah sorry <laughs> southern chaos ways so like blue scribes mask I, I really could see the mask down there. That seems like a good, you've been banished to exile location. Um, yeah. Or, you know, Skulltaker, Epidemius, any of those guys would fit perfectly fine down there fighting against Oxyodal. I'm still hoping for uh, maybe if they want to have fun and do another Beastmen rework and we get some God-touched Beastmen. Like, that would be a good place because that's where all the Beast Fiends are, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, real quick, uh, so they revealed that a number of races have re received some substantial reworks and changes, most notably the Dark Elves, Lizardmen, Vampire Counts, and Norska. Uh, I don't think we actually have enough time today to get into all the nitty-gritty of that, but uh, Nathan, which one was the most exciting in your opinion? Which changes are you, are you the most hyped about? Honestly, Norska, because they've been in a shit place too. So the fact it's like, they even say, look, it's not a rework, but it's it's an update. It's like, oh, that's fucking good. At least they're doing some stuff. And we, we know that we can get some cool shit. Like, obviously, we've got Purple Smirk Spupit. What a lovely name. That is, you know, that so is can... such an obvious, like, call to the Vermintide 2 boss. Uh, yeah. Because his na their names are so similar. It's just nice that we're getting a, a nice little update to Norska in general. And being able to conquer everything and all that. It'll definitely make the campaign feel a bit less of a oh my fucking god, I don't want to do this, you know, type of thing. Yeah, being able to take over any settlement um, is going to make Norska so much better in so many mm -hmm. ways. Um, also, yeah, the new rewards are really, really cool, where it's like, ah, you get an Exalted Great Unclean One instead of a very, very bizarre plague. Uh, and ah, you get Kilgore Slay Mame. It's <laughs> like, wow, that's a name. <laughs> yeah. For, for corn um but uh yeah it's looking it's looking good uh obviously like nathan said we've been informed that it's not their rework so to speak it's just a you know it's just a 
It's just a making sure they still have a heartbeat <laughs> kind of update. Yeah, which was needed considering because we've seen how powerful like the uh, the demon factions are and Kislev. So like they needed to survive a little bit. Hopefully this gives it a reason for people to play Norska. Like it'll still be one of the lowest on my list to play, but uh, you never know. <laughs> yeah. As a Lizardman player, I am super fucking excited about the Lizardman changes. Uh, they mm. look really, really cool. I can't wait to get my, I cannot wait to get my hands on those campaigns. Tehenowin actually looks like a finished campaign now, <laughs> which is such a relief. Uh, and they've mentioned the geomantic web has been improved a little bit, but it's going to receive even more changes in the future. And, uh, oh God, I'm so excited. So excited. I'm a bit curious though, because when they talk about the skinks, they forget about tic-tac-toe. Well, I don't think tic-tac-toe needed any changes. Um, tic-tac-toe is insanely strong. He is so fucking strong. Like the character himself is kind of eh, but like his pterodons are basically, you get like, an entire army's worth of the Pahawk Sentinel Regiment of Renown. They get two Ooh. drop rocks, and one of their drop rocks is, like, god tier, and the other one's Ooh. normal. But, like, regular Pterodons uh, drop armor-sundering high-damage boulders, and the Fire Leech Bolas drop fucking, like, oil drums that make you flammable? <laughs> like, they're fucking nuts! <laughs> um, It'd just be nice if he had, like, a little bit of change to his character, you know, make him a bit more... You know? No, I don't know. I think he's great. <laughs> I don't know. I, I find him a bit too boring. Yeah, like know. he's he's very pigeonholed. Um, like or flanderized. Like he has a very specific function, which is that he makes lizardman flying units really fucking scary. And that's it. That's what he does. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh like I, I would say that if I I if there's one thing I would have loved to have changed about Oxyodal. I really wish that Zlack was a Ripperdactyl, not a Pterodon, but unfortunately that's just the way Games Workshop designed him, which was so fucking dumb. I don't understand why they did that. Uh, Zwup, Zwup should have just been a goddamn Ripperdactyl. It would have been so much, it would have made so much more sense. Um, yeah. But uh, I digress. Yeah. Uh, okay. That being said, uh, we have been going for a while now. We are over time. So yep. unfortunately, all of my dear lovelies in chat, we're going to have to call it, I think. For Wait, Hios, are you still in here? Hold on a second. Oh, bro. <laughs> Looking on Twitter, that, that fucking, the new Sauron for the show. What? Oh, it's been debunked. It's been debunked. Apparently, it's just all the news outlets thought that was Sauron. And I got a bit worried because... Um, oh, okay, so like, that's not a, real? No, it's a cultist. It's a cultist of oh, Melkor Oh, thank God. Dude, like, if that had been Sauron... He <laughs> just looks like no, an edgy teenager, no, no right? No fits to that guy. I'm sure he's a great guy. That is not what Sauron looks like. <laughs> yeah, like, you expect Sauron to be, like, beautiful. Yeah, not... Hiles, remind me what time we start at. Is it is it in 30 minutes or is it an hour and 30 minutes? I'm I'm forgetting. Because if it's in 30 minutes, then I need I need to make sure that we wrap up, like, right now. Because <laughs> i got to go get lunch. But if we have, like, I mean, an hour or 30 minutes, then we could talk a little more. He looks like Eminem. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I, I thought it was just, like, bad Machine Gun Kelly. It's like, holy shit, that's saying something. Oh, we don't start till then? 
Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, no, we got we got a little bit more time. Um, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Actually, let's, let's look at the uh, the blogs because it's just so many. Chat, if, uh, if anybody in chat wants us to talk about something, now's your time. Now, now is your yeah. moment. <laughs> Once we're waiting for that, I'm a little bit disappointed with Morafi. What? She's but yeah, because it's like she can get uh, uh, demonettes, and it's like, oh, that's fucking cool. But I want, um, I want, I want the cult of pleasure from Thingy. You know, I, I, I want Chaos Warriors. I, I, I want a proper sad but, faction where I, I can mean, just. I mean, you, like... you can though through the allegiance system. <laughs> it's just yeah, no, but I want to be able to recruit roster. them. I don't want to. I don't want a poxy ally. I just want like, I just want to murder fuck everyone with Sinesh. I mean that the, the place Lanesh. <laughs> I don't no, understand why Morathi has to be part of this equation. Sexy milf dark elf, come on. <laughs> I I mean I don't know. I I think it's I think it's good to keep like the the mixed factions that are like completely different races to keep it like kind of tame, and then you could use the allegiance system if you want like some of the big hitters. Just because like dark elves with regular chaos warriors in their rosters sounds fucking awful to play against. Like the AI sounds having amazing, that, though. I would not want to deal with that if I'm playing a Mazda Monday campaign. <laughs> it just sounds so fun. It just honestly sounds so fun. Yeah, sure. But so does like, so does fucking uh, uh, Archon the Black with like the entire Vampire Count roster. <laughs> oh, someone's just asking if we think that the na named characters will turn into demon princes and princess. No, they, they, no. they oh, oh, do you mean the, the standard lords? If you mean the standard lords, yeah, it's been confirmed that the lord choices can ascend to demon prince. No, if he said name characters, I bet he means like the actual legendary lords. No, they're not going to change. They don't. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of Daniel, I don't think you'll ever see such thing as a evolving legendary lord. Yeah, no, but I think he means, uh, do you think that lords that should change along with the campaign, like character? No, the characters, no, the characters, no. The characters have to stay the same or else GW would get really angry. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, they literally cannot come out and be like, oh, look, Valkia has ascended to demonhood and now she has a brand new appearance. Great job. A, that would be basically making two characters for one, which seems weird. And B, uh, Games Workshop would shoot that down from a thousand miles away. Yeah. The only one I would imagine is like, uh, I could be able to do that is like maybe Nagash, like the mod has done, where you start off as the husk and then you like, turn into the end times version yeah i need to play that mod i've it's heard it's really fun i've heard it's very good i need to make some time for that how yeah, do i really, how really do fun. we think the boris versus archeon campaign will play out uh i think it's going to be much harder for boris <laughs> than it is for archeon um because mm. with with boris like you are not in friendly territory <laughs> so I, I i think it'll be super fun though like it, you tell you what if, if turin was gonna fight somebody in a versus head-to-head -head campaign like me or professor pone or someone like just because turn is tends to be so much better than us at the game i would highly recommend letting whoever turn is playing against have archaeon and he play boris <laughs> that seems like a much more fair matchup it'd be a very short campaign though <laughs> uh let's see Kotal animations and the sotek army ability were just the worst uh, I mean, the Kotal animation was very obviously just like a test drive for the Cathayan dragons. So yeah. hopefully it's received some improvements. Um, but also uh, the Sotek army ability. So like the giant serpent, it was pretty bad. Um, that being said, I think it'll be much better 
better even without great changes in the new game because the sieges are gone so like you're not fighting against walls nearly as often which is where that ability really sucked ass because the ai would just hang out on the walls so you couldn't do anything about it um mm. now like towns and stuff are all these like really narrow lanes and streets which the ability actually might be kind of good at because it, it hits like a truck so long as it hits like infantry and cavalry that being said i do hope it's been buffed um one of my one of my recommendations to buff that ability has been that uh so we know there's like the sotex venom passive um that the arc of sotek does um which is a like kind of a like a damage over time effect and what i would really like to see is when you do the invocation of sotek ability or sacrifice not only does it give you that wind ability but it should also give either tehenuin's army or all of your armies faction wide for five turns the sotex venom on their melee attacks that would be strong as fuck but like you know it's a high tier sacrifice so i think that'd be fair because it would basically mean that all of their units would do damage over time in melee or maybe it could be like skinks only like all skink units get damage over time in melee um it would be very very strong but i would be totally fine with that also now that they've introduced that immunity to contact effects is a thing ca for the love of god to Hinuin, scrag the slaughterer red crested skink lords ogres uh butchers and slaughter masters they all need to have immune to contact effects it's literally in their tabletop rules get on it boys yeah. get on it why does they... gorok have that <laughs> and not tanuin <laughs> what the fuck is going on over there talk about a mismatch like give, don't get me wrong gorok's tough but like come on <laughs> that's like Let's give the characters that have immunity of poison, immunity to poison. Yeah. Uh, do I think the new Monkey King will be added with Immortal Empire? What? Do I think the new Monkey King lore added with the new build indicates Cathay being the first order DLC? No, because the amount of yeah. new loading screen quotes we got is fucking insane. Um, I, the... I don't know if you've talked about it on your channel very much. I have not. I've talked about some that have been coming out in the woodwork. And um, what I tell people is like, look, it's it's not going to be the next DLC because I doubt it. It's like it doesn't make sense for Cafe to be the next one just yet. But what I do realize is like this is them just trying to hype stuff up, which obviously does make sense. So I feel like we'll probably see Monkey King. Uh, but like, well, next DLC after this, we're expecting Chaos Dwarfs, right? Yeah, I'm I'm expecting a race pack after this, not not a Lord pack. Yeah, so sometime maybe next year it would make sense. Um, I don't know, maybe Kislev could be first because Kislev at the moment does need a little bit of help. Yeah, um, I could see the same being said for Cathay. It, I I think it depends on how you look at the faction. Yeah. So, like, for all we know, they could just decide not to. Like, one thing I'd really love them to do is DLC between Game 1 and Game 2 factions, or, you know, just, like, fill out those ones that might need just a little bit of a go and done. Or Game 3 and Game 2, where maybe it's a mono-god demon faction versus a order faction from Game 1 or Game 2. It depends. Like, they could do anything. Yeah, also, like, the Monkey King's gonna be interesting. Um... Cause like a lot of people like want him versus Lee Dao, but it's like, that would be a Cathay versus Cathay DLC, which does not make a lick of sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, or like his other big rivalry is with, uh, end. 
So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe maybe they like do end DLC at some point, and like the Monkey King is the free DLC that comes with it. But like, I, I, it would depend on like how expansive are the Monkey Warriors. Like, are the Monkey Warriors just a single unit? Like, are, are, is, is it like there are Monkey Warriors? Period. End of story. Or is it like no? There are big the monkey legion. Yeah. Are there like gorilla shock troops and baboon uh, frenzied melee units? And like, like, are there different kinds of monkeys that wield different kinds of weapons? Is there a character? Like, do they have heroes and lords? Or is it just monkey warrior unit and monkey king? Um, like, I have, I have no fucking idea because we don't know that much about them. We've only heard it referred to as monkey warriors, but that could mean a lot of things. Well, they did mention in one of the loading screens, they do talk about the Monkey King. Uh, it's a Zinshian thing, but like uh, he's represented as an orangutan, as a uh, as a chimpanzee and stuff like that. So he's ref- referenced yeah. as four different types of monkeys. Yeah, but we know that's so propaganda, we could see though. So like... Yeah, I know, but it could literally be that. It could be the yeah, fact that there's a lot of monkeys. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do hope there is more than just one. Um because I don't know, it'd just be cool. Like monkeys are like a weirdly unutilized species in Warhammer Fantasy. So like seeing a bunch of different types of apes come running out and be like, um, would be cool. If it's not like got loads of fucking Planet of the Ape references in the trailer, though, I'll be really pissed off. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the Monkey King versus someone, and then like he grabs the unit, and someone's like, "Get your hands off him, you damn dirty ape!" Exactly. Yeah. Yes. That I, that might be a little too on the nose, but uh, it, it, oh, it would I'd be perfect. It, it, it would be funny to see something referencing that. Because um, every trailer they do. I mean, uh, like for example, uh, what was it? The Silence of the Fury. Wasn't that like, uh, oh, I can't remember which one that was. I know that the um, the Ichiclaw one was referencing Predator a lot. Yeah, yeah, it was almost shot for shot taken from Predator. Yeah. Uh, there, a couple of them are movie references. Um, uh, the, uh, oh God, the, uh, the Warden and the Paunch is literally just Batman. It's the second Batman movie versus uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Um but like, then we got like, uh, Silence. I don't think Silence in the Fury references any movies. Um, it did. It did. I remember talking to someone about it, but I just can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, I don't know. Um, but like, Twisted in the Twilight did not have any references. Um, though the music was very Stranger Things, which was weird. Um, mm. like I, I love all the trailer soundtracks, but the Twisted in the the Twisted in the Twilight soundtrack or uh uh music is so bizarre compared to like every single other piece of music they've ever put out yeah silence in the fury was dirty dancing i don't believe that yes <laughs> wait it was wasn't it yeah there was a reference to that somewhere yeah it was i remember there was oh god uh oh wait let me let me try and google it try and google it there was a there was a fucking dirty dancing reference Oh, okay. Uh, no, no. Chat saying no. That was Shadow and the Blade. Was it Shadow and the Blade? I mean, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair, fair. All right. Oh, I guess I'll just take y'all's word for it. <laughs> I, 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 I love the um... yeah, together. Struck, yeah, um... yeah. Because in the Shadow and the Blade, you could put the dirty dancing music on it, and it uh, it followed it scene for scene. Oh, oh. <laughs> 
it was so fucking well done because I think those types of things are just like you can tell the devs are having a shit ton of fun with it, and it's like I'm all for it, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hunter of the Beast was absolutely Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's literally the the car chase scene from the first Jurassic Park movie. Mm. Though, fun fact, so uh, I don't, I don't think they're all there anymore. But the the dudes in the wagon that are just like yelling random shit as they're being chased by the Dreadsaurian is not actually the voice actors for like the typical empire soldiers. It's literally just like some of the devs <laughs> no, that's cool. and, um, uh, I think wheels was one of them back when he was there. Yeah. But, uh, nice. yeah, just, it was a goofy thing. They just put him in a sound booth and were like, we need y'all to just like yell random shit. Like you're being chased by a big dinosaur. And they were like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking cool. But yeah. Oh man uh vampire yeah vampire coast with very pirates of the caribbean yeah well i mean vampire coast literally opens with jack sparrow's motif which was a very very clever music pull um mm. especially because luther harkin is very heavily based on jack sparrow um like, yeah which I'm, I'm so dude watching luther harkin come to life was so fun like he's he's a, such a big character in fantasy that we just mm. didn't really get to see that much of like from a like like we didn't really get to see like him talk very much or like really get to know him as a character very well um so seeing him come to life was super duper fun anytime he popped up in law i just felt bad for dracula to be honest man like, <laughs> yeah. how loyal do you have to be fuck dracula dracula dracula's gotta like be secretly in love with him that's the only explanation <laughs> oh dude dr during the end times when they're fighting outside the fucking tavern and those plague bearers are coming and Dracula's just doing everything whilst he's picking up flowers. It's like, holy shit, man. Why? <laughs> I just yeah. let him die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dracula definitely puts up with too much shit. Uh, for anyone confused, Dracula is uh, Luther Harkin's first mate. Um, and when you play a Luther Harkin campaign, he actually is your starting follower. Yeah. It's just so amazing when you get those types of things. Because the lore is so silly for the... Uh, for it. It's just like... Leave him to die, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> no, there must always be a captain. Um, but, the only uh, redeeming parts about the end times, I think, was the whole Luther Harkin story. Jesus it was so Christ. sad how he died. Like, yeah. he, he, he went out fucking Manfred. <laughs> Manfred, so many backstabs. But I mean, bastard. It, just, it, just wouldn't, it just can't be Manfred unless he's backstabbing people. That's um, very true. Uh, even though even though it does break our hearts it breaks our hearts so very much um so okay i'm curious about this for chat um and uh let's do a poll and uh pull your chat as well because i'm curious so which warhammer 3 faction are y'all the most excited to get a dlc or get new content doesn't even have to be a dlc just new content Cathay, ogres or kislev so like are you like, man, I really want the Monkey King or Shi Hong or Li Dao? Or are you one of those people that are like, no, I want the Golden Knight or I want um, I want the Baba Yaga, um, a Mother Ostenkia? Or, or are you like, no, I want the Rhinox writing uh, ogre character. I want Gold Crack Man Eater. Like, I'm really I'm curious what team everyone's on as far as that's concerned. Don't say Chaos Dwarfs, because they're, they're, they're going to be their own thing, and we know they're next. I, 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 I fucking tweeted it, man. If I had a pound any time, I literally tweeted this this afternoon. If, if someone gave me a pound every time someone said Chaos Dwarfs went on my videos, I'd be fucking rich, man. I know. 
I won't even need to add revenue. Just just chaos yeah. force. <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's like they're coming. It's like when? It's like I don't know when CA decide to. They'll we'll get here when we get here. Yeah. Like, dude, they're they're chaos force. They take their time. Like they they slowly built up an empire over like four four or five thousand years. Like they're they're they ease into it. They're they're not in a hurry. <laughs> but when they get here. It's it's gonna be big. You don't like any present Total War three factions. Oh, that must that must be a bummer. <laughs> I bet you're very yeah. excited for Immortal Empires then. Dudes, dudes. It's the twenty fourth. There is less than a month until Immortal Empires. Less than thirty days. Oh baby. Okay. Just hope it's done. Uh... Uh, I just I can't wait to play. I just I I want to play and I just want to relax. You know, just have a nice cup of tea and destroy the world. You know. <laughs> have you settled on your first campaign yet? Oh, Zazel. Nice. There's, there's no question about it. Are you but gonna Are you gonna do Immortal Empires with him first, or are you gonna do Realm of Chaos first? I kind of want to see the story for Realm of Chaos. To be honest, I, I'm really curious about that. I do because, I do love that it takes place after the main game. Yeah, and the fact that we actually have a canon ending. Yeah, that's cool. like I don't think we've ever had any canon stuff confirmed for the previous two games, have we? Not really, no. Uh chat, go vote in the poll, by the way. Go vote. It's almost over. Um Yeah, no, they've they've always been kind of wishy washy. Um like I I feel very confident that the timeline goes uh warhammer 2 warhammer 3 then warhammer 1 but uh like we've never gotten any specific details no and no andy did confirm it was 3 2 1 see he's he says that but i disagree with him <laughs> <laughs> i think it's 2 3 1 uh because there are way too many things in warhammer 2 that talk about like oh the vortex is being weakened in almost all the epilogues and with nakari uh, being like, oh, Nakari's finally making his move. And then in Warhammer 3, like, there are demons everywhere, which would make a lot of sense that the Vortex have been jacked with. Yeah, and, true, then, true. and then it leads into... And plus, the advisor's nowhere to be seen in Warhammer 2. So, like, Warhammer 2, oh, like, yeah. it's like, where is he? It's like, well, he hasn't gotten involved yet. He hasn't been corrupted yet. Um, all right, so my chat, 64% of people want a Grand Cathay... Uh, piece of content first. Twenty percent went ogres and sixteen percent went Kislev. Wow, I'm surprised Kislev was that low. I'm actually uh, super well, excited for Kislev. Oh wow, sixty-seven percent for Cafe. Oh wow, nothing for ogres. Nothing. And uh, yeah, mostly. I think everyone's just excited because they've got, um, you know, we've got so many known characters for Cafe. Yeah. That we just don't haven't seen yet. So everyone's like. Oh, I want to see Yin Yin. Oh, I want to see Li Dao. I want to see, uh, I don't know, anything really. And I think that's good. I think that's good. I think that that is, um, it's like, it's nice to see so many people about Cafe. Hopefully if we do get Indian Koresh, people will be excited about them too. Because. Uh, oh, you, you, you know people are going to come out of the woodwork for that shit. Like it's, yeah. that's, that's practically like, I mean, it's basically like Cathay being released all over again. <laughs> it's like a yeah. faction that we never in a billion years thought would be playable is going to be playable. That's going to be wild. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's definitely something that I'm excited for in general. I, I can't wait to see Yin Yin. I'm curious about her. 
Um, because I don't know, like, it makes sense for her to start in Lustria because obviously, um, you know, try to uh, try um, rectify the failure. Mm. But maybe if we do get Nippon in the future through map expansion, maybe it could be cool to have her like fighting against Nippon because I don't know, like, I, I had this idea, but people said, oh, that's stupid. It's like, I think we won't see her until Nippon gets added in. Because she'll be if FLC gets added into Lustria, and then the Nipponese are going, well, the sea dragon's gone, now it's our time to invade Cafe. I could see it. be kind of cool, wouldn't it? I could definitely see that. I like the idea. I mean, people just get like, oh, because it doesn't fit. It's like, oh, it's Warhammer. Nothing fucking makes sense. Yeah, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't fit. That's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. So fucking hell. The the faction that we didn't have any lore on prior to this doesn't fit. It's like, what? <laughs> what yeah. are you talking about? It's like, geez, it's like, this is a universe where we have talking goats, right? Like, uh, everything can fit if you try hard enough. Yeah, Warhammer Fantasy is the literary fantasy literary embodiment of uh anything anything's anything can fit if you're brave enough. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see more and we just have to wait. We have to be patient. That's the most important thing. What faction am I gonna play first in IE? Um probably to Hanwin. But um but I'm actually running a poll um on my Discord if y'all wanna check that out exclamation mark discord um where it's a community poll and uh people are basically voting on their favorite legendary lords and the least the characters that get the least amount of votes every day have been slowly but surely eliminated and when the poll ends uh whoever the last character standing is is the first character i'm going to do a full playthrough of immortal empires with nice see i wouldn't even give people that option i'm just azazel <laughs> yeah. like fuck you guys i've been waiting for fucking years for this i'm sorry <laughs> I have Sunashi Warriors. Sunashi Warriors. They look oh, good. Yeah, how long I've wanted that, man. They look it's so not good. like, yeah, they look cool. That's the most important thing. I can't wait, I can't I'm wait really to see curious. the Nurgle Warriors. I really want to see Nurgle. Yeah. Like, I want to see them all. I want a better shot because we didn't, we got it in the screenshot, I think. I don't, I don't know if we got any footage on it uh, because we did get a nice, really cool shot of the. Uh, it doesn't even have it a lot. Yeah, here it is. A little bit of the War Shrine. And we did see a little bit in the Azazel trailer too. Mm. It's like, I'm so curious about the War Shrine because like it, it, it's one of my legit favorite units on the tabletop because you used to bring that to have an extra chance of, you know, your champions becoming demon princes. So it was like, oh, that's fucking cool. I can't wait to see them. And I always mention them in missing video, unit videos. It's like, War Shrine would be nice. And we get five versions of it too, which is great. Mm. Yeah, they've gone full hand. And I, I'm really happy about that. I'm yeah, really, really literally, happy. funny enough, the only unit, the only unit in the Warriors of Chaos roster that could take marks and tabletop that you cannot take marks on is the Chaos Giant. <laughs> That's the yeah. only one. Granted, there is a Nurgle Giant, but he's a Regiment of Renown. Um, but like, uh, that's that's it. What does yeah, the War Shrine do in tabletop? Uh, so the War Shrine, A, it was a pretty good beat stick. It was very, very tanky. Um, but mm -hmm. what it did is there was a system called Eye of the Gods 
where whenever one of your characters won a challenge, killed a character or killed a monster, you could roll on the eye of the gods table, which would give you some buffs. And what war shrines would do, it, it was a very strong table. Um, yeah. Though if you rolled a two, you would turn into a chaos spawn, which was a huge bummer. But if you rolled a 12, mm -hmm. you turn into a demon prince. So, um, but uh, what the eye of the gods or the war shrine would do is it had a bound spell to it where it could mm -hmm. pick a character um, within range and just immediately let them roll in the eye of the gods, which was super strong. Yeah. It was just really, really good. And uh, I mean, it's just a cool model in general. Sometimes cool, rule of cool is the most important thing, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, the, yeah, the rule of cool is the most important thing. Like, fuck balance, fuck all that stuff. I just, cool stuff, please. Yeah. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm very very pleased with how things are going. Um, yeah, things are looking very very promising. I'm glad to see that the hype is at very high levels. We're rapidly approaching um, mm -hmm. release for this, and of course, before release, there will probably be a few weeks of early access uh, from like content developers and stuff. So that'll be really cool, and hopefully, get people even more hyped. You know, get it to where you're all frothing at the mouth, and then you know, we'll let loose the dogs of war in. Uh, Sadly, not those dogs of war, but <laughs> the, the 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 Shakespearean kind. In uh, <laughs> oh, I, I miss you, Dogbert. I miss you so much. <laughs> fucking do fucking Dogbert, dude. <laughs> uh, I ever tell you I ran into him when I went to, uh, or I I went and saw him when I went to Scotland last year. Oh, did you? Yeah, nice. I, I went and met up with him in. Um, oh God, what city was that? Uh, uh, it's a British city that's really close to Scotland. Uh. Shit, I'm having such a brain fart right now. Um, it's a major city. Someone in chat, I'm sure, will guess it. But any event, uh, I met him in the city he lived in, and we had a really good time. It was a lot of fun. That's cool, man. That's fucking cool. What happened to him? Uh, he just went. He just pursued other a, a different job opportunity. Yeah, he's still in. He's still in video games. Because uh, I see him post every now and then uh, regarding Stonehenge is not a games. city, to my knowledge. Newcastle, yes, no. it was Newcastle. Thank you. It's um, <clears throat> yeah, he's a cool dude, man. He's a really, really cool dude. He was a lot of fun. I miss uh, I really miss doing the ever chosen tournaments because we'd always uh, <laughs> we'd go over there, and uh, he was kind of one of two people that was responsible for manhandling us and make sure we didn't blow stuff up. And they uh, it was it was always a lot of fun. That's um, that's something I was actually talking to another creator about recently. It's like I, I, I really hope in in the future, obviously when it's safe for everyone and all that type of stuff, uh, for an in person event with all the creators. Oh, yeah, that would be so fun. Be we haven't cool. done that forever. Mm. Fucking COVID. <laughs> yeah, it's been two years of shit. Yep. Let's hope for the best. <laughs> Which new models could dwarfs have in the old world? I mean, anything that they have in their Total War roster is totally, totally viable. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm imagining that it's just going to be a copy paste of the Total War roster. The only thing I think they've really gotten that's new is like Bugman's Rangers. Uh, Everything else they already had, right? Couldn't Bugman kind of make them into Bugman's Rangers? Very uh, similar he, to how he, he could. Yeah, that's true. He could upgrade a unit into Bugman's Rangers, but they weren't like a standalone unit. Yeah. <laughs> Can't think of anything else. I think everything else is literally just from the Dwarf Army book. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, there's obviously the Thunder Barge, which was in the uh, rule book, and well, yeah, but that's not, Dragon and stuff. That's not in. Uh, that's not in Total War yet. Yeah, not yet. Hopefully soon. Hopefully, you never know. 
Maybe they just don't want to do it. Maybe it's like, ah, can't be bothered. They're like, ah, oh, fucking dwarfs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Getting drunk is an upgrade? Listen, when it's good enough, yeah, it is. I say as someone that's never been drunk. <laughs> never? No, I don't drink. Oh. But, um... So to I like me, a good cider and a whiskey every now and then. Mm-hmm. Demon Slayer heroes? No, 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 dude. Demon Slayer Lord, Dragon Slayer hero. That's what you meant to say. Yes. Yeah, that'd be good. Listen, if fucking if fucking Clan Eshin assassins can be lords, so can slayers. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. Because like those were so weird that they just basically got the uh, the Mordheim list and turned it into units. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, oh god, I want the. Slayer Throng, so bad from yeah. Storm of Chaos. It's such a cool army. The Goblin Hewer and the the Doom Seekers. Doom Seekers yeah. would be so good too. Like just a unit just flailing axe chains around. That'd be fucking fun. It would definitely be fucking fun. Like I just I don't know. I just uh, they gave us Ungrim, but they didn't give us nearly enough Ungrim toys. It's a. Uh... I guess they're just waiting. Um, eventually, the, 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 everything is there because I know that they listen to our videos and they see people like, uh, like they see people asking on the forums yeah, and the, stuff. The, so the it, poor bastards, yeah, they do. <laughs> so like, if they, they they know the units they're missing because nobody's going to let them forget. <laughs> yeah, hell, people invent units on a regular basis. <laughs> they're like, y'all should totally do this, and they're like, uh, yeah, great, <laughs> more work. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, uh, God, I'm just, I'm so ready for Immortal Empires to come out because I feel like that's going to be like, that's really the start of a new era and yeah. it, it's, it's going to be just so exciting. And then, but it's going to be so fucking busy too, man. Cause like, it's like, oh fuck. Yeah. Great. We get Immortal Empires and it's like, what? Three weeks, four weeks later, we get fucking, um, um, Dark Tide. Like almost immediately afterwards, and it's like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. I think there's a bunch of other big games coming out in September too. Yeah. Uh, one thing to get into Total War: should I get uh, two or three? The thing is, if you can get a good um, a good um, deal, I'd say get them all because at the end of the day, one, two, and three combine to Immortal Empires, and that's going to be like the experience that everyone's been waiting for. And there's some good sites which have it discounted and so on. Uh, it's just one of those things. It's honestly just one of those things. If you can get it cheap, that's probably the best thing that you can do. Yeah, yeah, get it on discount. Like, I would not yeah. buy any of the old stuff full price because it's very rarely, or it's so often on discount, you don't even have to wait that long. So don't, yeah. don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Plus, the fact that it's all three games combined, if you have the three of them, it, it adds to a lot, you know? Yeah, I think you only need one of the other ones in order to access Immortal Empires. Uh, you need all three. Oh, you, you need, need all three? three? Ooh, yikes. Okay, yeah. But yeah, definitely get those yeah. on sale. And get them all on the same platform. Don't be a goof and be like, oh, I got one on Epic and two on Steam. Like, <laughs> don't do not do that to yourself. Before uh, before we call it a day, because I do have to go, someone did actually uh, ask a really good question, and I want to see your thoughts. Have you been keeping up with the Rogue Trader stuff? It looks so fucking cool, man. Uh, the, the video game? Yeah. Yeah, I am... Pers I am... Uh, deliberately staying blind on it so I could just go into it not knowing oh, what to expect. Th 
they're giving like no big info drops. So I, it's mostly just like that studio makes great fucking games. Yeah, yeah, they 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 make fucking great fucking games. But like, I shit you not, when I saw uh, it was a uh, uh, what was it? What was the? They did a blog. Um, Have they revealed what the playable races are for like the your starting character? I don't think they gave everything, but I think you're mostly playing as a uh, Imperial at the beginning, I think. Because I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure in the artwork they showed, there's an Eldar character. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe your character has to be an Imperial, since you're like the child of a whatever person. But they did this dev diary, and I was looking at it because it was a nice little video interview. And I was like, holy shit, this sounds so fucking awesome. And then I got really pissed off that it's not a Warhammer Fantasy game. I know, dude. The moment I saw Rogue Trader, I was like, "Oh, that would have been so much better as a fantasy game." <laughs> like, yeah, I guess, but it would have been so much cooler as a fantasy game. Uh, I fucking hate when 40k gets something before we do, <laughs> because it, it's it's just not as cool, man. It's just not as cool. Yeah, but like, it looks so good, and like, because uh, I played their other game. Um, oh god, now I'm having a a little bit of a blank. They have quite a few uh, other games. Yeah, um, the thing is, Outcat is a very good developer. They are really fucking yeah, good. They, they, yeah, so for anyone that's ever heard of Outcat Studios, they make CRPGs, uh, which is like, yeah. uh, I believe it stood for, I forget what the C stands for, but uh, it was like custom RPG or character RPG or something, but basically it's like very nitty gritty. is the game. Yeah, it's very nitty gritty stuff. Like mm. Outcat, Outcat games are notorious for being very difficult. Um, but like in classic, thank you. That's right. It stands for classic RPG. Um, they're like very nitty gritty games. They have like a lot of really fine details and, um, a lot of like, like you really need to know what you're doing <laughs> if you're playing on normal. Um, yeah. but, uh, I highly recommend checking out their games, but they have a 40 K game that they're making now called rogue trader. And it looks fucking phenomenal. Like I I'm, um, I, I generally, I, it's like it's hard for me to get excited about certain things sometimes, but I was like, "Holy shit, this is they have wow!" A, Nathan, you know? Nathan, they have a blue pill for that now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, it's more the case of like until I see proper gameplay, I can't get excited, right? Mm -hmm. But like even just looking at those things, I was like, "Holy crap, this just sounds fucking awesome!" Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna play it. Um, I'm probably gonna enjoy it, but uh... yeah. Yeah, I, I would love if the game does well. I hope they make a fantasy version. Because, um, like, you, there's so much fun shit you can do in a fantasy game. Yeah. It's like, it's just like, sounds so fucking cool. But I think that's enough. Uh, yeah. I got to get lunch. Nathan's got to get going, too. We got we all got stuff to do. So uh, yeah. thank you all so much for watching. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Lorebeards. Uh, we hope you all had a great time. Uh, Nathan, any closing thoughts? Um, I'm sweating like hell because it's 34 degrees and I just want someone to go. That's my fault. There you go. Uh, thank you for that. I hate summer so much. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm, I'm not a summer person. Uh, <laughs> thanks for watching. We'll see, see you guys next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>